Whoa, yeah, you're yeah, coming in hot. Well, that's why I do. <laughs> it's my birthday month. It is your birthday. It's like your literal almost birthday, too. Yeah, I, I won't say this past tomorrow, unlike Kareem. <laughs> Happy birthday, because it's 1240 a.m. There you go. Fucking boom. Hey, Thank yeah. you, sir. Your birthday in Canada. That's fucked up, Tony, because I wanted to be the first one. <laughs> you should have got on it then. <laughs> I mean, she did bring it up earlier today, so I'll <laughs> give her that. slow. <laughs> Hide mine. Tony knew it was my birthday, too. Right? He didn't yep. have to check Facebook. Nope. <laughs> Boom on it. Boom. Hey, I still remember Sarah's. It's stuck March 25th. That's right, right? There you go. Yep. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really the 26th, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> is Corey... Oh, hold is on, Corey did Sarah hear that? Yeah. Did she? God, of course she did. Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> You're the editor. I know. I knew I should have edited, 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 edited out. Ooh. 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 So uh, we don't know about Corey. He said something about he was going to give his kiddo a NyQuil cocktail and try to hop on. But um, his we'll kid's see. actually sick. He's not just yeah, doing no, that. We, we covered that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was going to say, fuck. Like, <laughs> we just gave him gave him an Ambien and he's fine. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> what? He'll be fine. So we don't know about Corey, but Josh is going to hop on at some point. When he gets home. I'm a huge Corey Wharton fan. I actually watched Team Mom him. and I like him a lot. But I will say, I do think that Corey and Nelson's phone call was Nelson's bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. Yep. I saw him and I was like, oh no, it's going down. It, uh, it was a karma that he talked game about getting Fessy out before the season ever started and then got reminded of that as he's working with Fessy. Yep, yeah. There you go. That was it. That was it. But they foreshadowed that they were going to go into that elimination from like the third On episode. episode two. They, yeah. They, yeah. They're foreshadowing like everything. It's I think so thus, I think thus far, the only like foreshadowing prediction I have been wrong on thus far is I predicted on that, like, I don't know, I think it was like episode like six or seven or something like that. But Fessy and Casey were having a lot of confessionals about how they'd never, you know, betray each other and whatever. And I was like, oh, Fessy's going to betray Casey at some point. And so I'm waiting to see if it fucking happens. Like, I'm waiting to see. And then, I mean, he kind of like, he didn't fuck her over on purpose this episode, but he kind of like, you know, almost put them in a really bad spot. Like... All because of his fucking ego and wanting to go against Jordan. Like, oh, my God. Speaking of Corey Warren, though, that fucking story he put out yesterday with Maya. Maya, Oh, my God. It was so fucking heartbreaking. Like, I couldn't even watch the whole thing. Like, I'm at work. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. It was so freaking sad. Yeah, But seeing the story again that Corey posted today with Maya doing so much better and eating and off the ventilator. It was so it was so awesome to see. It was so cool. You know, shout out to them. Prayers to them good thoughts vibes whatever you want to send their way please do um and you know for a speedy recovery from maya yes absolutely i was so happy to see her off the ventilator and stuff today that was really cool okay to switch it up a little bit 
I have to say this because I fucked up and I said something wrong. Like, oh, you like this first or second episode of our recaps of this season. Yes, you owe an apology. I do. And my apology is going straight out to Olivia and Horacio because when they first came on, I was like, there's no fucking way these two are like ride or dies. They met each other at the airport and they're like, let's go. We're (laughs) just going to run this. Yeah. And I was talking a little bit to Olivia and she's like, no, we are actually true ride or dies. We've known each other for years before the show and we're we're actually really good friends they've never hooked up they've never they're just straight platonic friends they've always just been straight platonic friends for like years and years so yeah so i owe them an apology they are ride or dies i'm not right at calling that so (laughs) my ride or die radar i guess isn't as strong as i thought it was so blame jordan and anisa for that one i guess (laughs) threw everything off yeah Uh, so i'm not sure where i heard but um I did hear that they like ran Spartan races together and did stuff like real life stuff together. That's awesome. That's really cool. It's also how, you know, she's super athletic. Yes. Well, and I was talking to her and she said that she's actually starting to train more and more in like, she didn't even train before for the show. Like she didn't train for coming on the show. I was like, what? Who we got? I don't know. We got the raging Cajun. What's up, Corey? Or it took my kid a couple extra punches. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad I fucking came on here and was like, whoa, guys, pump the brakes on. <laughs> Rick was like, is Corey coming? I was like, I don't know. He said something about trying to give his kid a NyQuil, uh, a NyQuil cocktail. Whoa. And he was like, he was like, well, his kid is sick, everybody. Like, just so you know. And then you come on saying that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, fuck. I'm so glad I defended Corey. <laughs> Fucking Saints fan. It's all allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Oh, shout out Daisy Sumero. Right. Oh, they're not together anymore. Never mind. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. R.I.P. Wait, huh? What? Huh? Did you just R.I.P. Dezus and Mara on our fucking? Did I just say that right? How to come it? Felt, yeah. How no, come you know, it you said, because it just feels wrong. It's it one of those. Feels wrong because right. it, it's it's D E S U S, so it looks like Jesus, but it's Dezus. Yeah. Well, so what, it, I'm glad we're talking about this. Whatever happened to them? Because I watched them all the time on Facebook, and then they went elsewhere. So right? yeah, so they got signed by Vice, and they had their show on there for a while, which I fucking loved with the gorilla, or That's not the gorilla. So cool. It was a. Uh, it was a big ass grizzly bear in the back that was wearing Timberlands and had a, like a New York Yankees yeah. hat on yeah. it. It was so great, dude. And then it was just like the two chairs and that little tiny ass table. Yeah. Like, but uh, then Showtime signed them on, and then they were on Showtime. And you can still like if you have one of whatever app you need for fucking Showtime. <laughs> I think it's Paramount Plus. I don't know. Uh, or you have cable, like it's 1993. You could probably watch it on demand. I have cable. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah. I have cable specifically to watch the challenge. And now Likewise. I watch all other trash TV. You know what? I I don't have cable, but my aunt and uncle do. And uh, we just trade passwords. Yeah. Like we just gave yeah. them like the password to I like mean, our we, streaming services, and they gave us the password to their cable. And we're like, good. <laughs> I mean, FCC. We don't. We're not no, pirating. Never. No, never. <laughs> yeah. I got rid of cable because it was expensive. So now I have seven or eight streaming apps. So really <laughs> <stick to cable. laughs> and I spend fucking more than I did on cable. Yeah, it was fine when Netflix was like 12 bucks. But now that shit's like 20 bucks. Uh, Is it really? Yeah, like oh, all yeah, these with no improvement on content. Yeah, it, yeah, that's terrible. Like, and by the way, All Quiet on the Western Front, the remake, it was trash. I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know the original to compare it to you. But from what I watched, I thought it was good. 
Yeah, I guess it's just because I'm 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 remembering more from the book than the actual movie, so Nerd. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. I don't even like a fucking digital book. I like the feel of the paper between my. I do though. Yeah, I don't I like do. a digital book. I no, I don't. I'm weird right. like that. Like I have to that's read why, it. That's why I don't read books. It ruins my movies. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Corey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's our Saints fan on the show. <laughs> So, Alexis, if you didn't know this, Corey's a big Saints fan. I'm a big Falcons fan. So we're naturally opposed at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Have to be. Yeah. yeah like our takes for the challenge are usually pretty in, in line. Yeah. Um, we're not quite high mind, though. Are you wearing your fucking Saints shirt right now? <laughs> well, Son of a bitch. I'm not sure what you see behind me, but all this sports stuff is my husband's. He's a big Chicago Bears fan and Sorry, I think we got some Blackhawks stuff up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck, dude. That's that's a rough fandom that's right there. That's even almost tougher than yeah. the Falcons. Yeah. That's some dedication. That's some loyalty right there. Yeah. It, but the Pacers? Is that it the really Pacers? Yeah. yeah, Pacers. Yeah, we're from Indiana. Just oh. went to a Pacers game on my birthday on Monday. Man. Well, happy late birthday. Yeah, happy late birthday. Oh, when was thanks. your birthday? Monday? Monday, yeah. Yeah, I was on the second. Oh shit! What up tomorrow? Capricorn in the Happy house. Happy early birthday! Fuck yeah! <laughs> well, technically, it's my birthday in in Canada, so you're it's not early. It's, it's your birthday in Indiana too. Boom! Boom! Done. Winning. Not in Arizona, sucker. You're just gonna get birthday. You're gonna get birthday messages throughout the podcast as the time zones as reach they, your birthday. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, Corey's gonna it's gonna get to Corey. He's gonna be like, "Hey, Falcons fan, fuck you!" But happy birthday. <laughs> In about an hour and 55 minutes. Let's go, because I know we're recording for at least that long. I'm sorry, Alexis, if she didn't warn you how long we really record for. She listens to all our episodes. Um, No, I knew what I was getting myself into. (laughs) Okay, but no, for real, sometimes we record for four hours and then she cuts that shit down to two hours and 40 minutes. It's not going to be a four hour, though. That's usually when we have like challenge and survivor to recap. And, you know, it won't be a four hour episode. Don't let don't let her get you all freaked out. No, it's fine. I'm I'm ready to talk. So she forgets I host this. I can make this shit go forever. I can ask everybody questions just nonstop. I do this all day. Do y'all just want me to put That's my good, survivor though. my survivor fantasy belt on tonight? And I was gonna. You probably should, it. dude, because you're sure as fuck not getting that for this season. The challenge. <laughs> you've got Casey and got Kenny fucked, left, yeah. and really, you've got Casey left. Yeah, <laughs> you got so fucked, dude. I added. I added up the points for the three weeks that we didn't have. So I added for 10, 11 and 12. They don't have the. So just for FYI, for Tony and Corey, I did not do confessional counts for the last three weeks. And so because we weren't recording and stuff. And so then it just became like so much. I was like, oh, my God, I have to rewatch all of this and count. all. So we just took them from challenge stats and he added them all up. They don't have it up for this week, but he added them up through last week. And yeah, so just for example, Josh has one team left, which is Fessy and Mariah and Corey has Casey and Kenny left in the three weeks. Mariah and Fessy got like 45 points. I might be a little bit off on that. Casey and Kenny got 19 and all of them came in one episode. Pretty much the, the one Kenny went home, <laughs> Yeah, but he did get well, like, went to hotel. <laughs> yeah, went to hotel, but it's it's getting good. So we'll actually have an update on that tonight. Yeah. So. But yeah, put but, on your belt. Put a little notch in it for a championship too. Technically, you don't get to yet because I didn't tally up the points yet. 
Oh, well, then, you know what? Belt. It's not official. Yeah, it's not official until Tony does the points. (laughs) Tony, just hit you with the discount. Double check. (laughs) (laughs) Keep my belt on. I stay strapped, guys. I'm ready. All right. Fine. (laughs) This was a good episode, though, but I'm going to be honest. It felt a little bit empty without Nelson in there. It did. Uh, Yeah, I actually didn't finish watching it the second time through because I was like, well, I know what happens from this point forward and yeah. I have to make a coffee before I come on the podcast. Yeah, I didn't finish the elimination either as much as I would have loved to, because there's a lot of kind of like, in my opinion, like some some fucked up speculation going on right now about that elimination. And so I really wish I could have watched the elimination through a second time. But I am going to address that stuff on Instagram. So it will be addressed. I just am not going to have what I wanted to have tonight, but that's okay. I haven't even heard about any speculation because I've been neck deep in economics crap. Yeah. We'll, we'll touch on it (laughs) when we get to the elimination. It's just like some shit I've seen like all over online about just it's yeah, we'll get to it. We'll touch on it when we get to the elimination. I also heard some stuff about the elimination. Mariah was talking about it on a podcast I listen to. Perfect. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think it, well, you know, it's hard to tell because they flip flop on, on who's on what week. Right. Like two weeks ago, I heard a lot of Nelson's voice. And then like this week, I heard a lot of Mariah's voice, but she also was on Death Taxes and Bananas like a couple weeks ago. So within the last couple of weeks, but I think it was, she was on the official challenge podcast. Yeah, she was on there this week. She was talking about some sand getting stuck on the letters on the magnet. Oh, uh, see, I didn't hear that. That's that's crazy. Hmm. Oh, also, Alexis, I could understand that, though. Heads up. Just talk fucking over us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't wait for 100%. us. Just just talk over us, because <laughs> otherwise me and Karina will talk this whole time. We do. We talk a lot. And if you don't interrupt us or talk over us, we'll just keep fucking going. And the way it records and the way I edit, everybody's on their own audio file so I can move like stuff around so that we're not talking like over each other if I need to. So don't, don't be afraid to like cut us off or anything. Oh, so you're no better than production. You move what you want. I do. (laughs) Anyway. um, Oh, I got to say, I was going to say, did you want to do anything else or did you want one last thing? Cause she said official challenge podcast and fucking triggered my mind. Yes. So, and this is where we got the information too. It was Alexis that you're going to, the, the Nelly thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, Alexis yeah. who oh, sent it to me. Yeah. Who told so, me about it. Yeah. Thank you. First of all, because yeah. I, I don't have enough time right now to listen to podcasts, oh but Alexis sent us a, a video of the official challenge podcast interview with Nelly T and he was talking, they asked him about his nicknames and he brought up the spider Nelly T and uh, the little meme we made of him, or not even a meme we made of it's him. Just it's just a picture. We turned him into Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, we turned him into Spider-Man. Um, shout out for mistaking us for Challenge Mania, though. That's a fucking yeah. big ass like compliment. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about that. Yeah, I'm totally fine yeah, with that. Fuck. I was like, all right, like cool. <laughs> We're going yeah, from- I was listening to it and I heard him, and I just like, well, I usually listen to my podcast when I'm doing Instacart, so. Yeah, like working for Instacart. So I listened to it and I'm just like, nope, that's wrong. And I know, I know who made that meme of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to put it on our Instagram. I actually went because it was so funny because you had sent me like a little like screen recording of it. 
And so then Rick went to go try to find it on Spotify, <laughs> but <laughs> you told me he went to the taxes and bananas. Well, I'm fucking listening. He, I'm like, yeah. it's not here. What the fuck? <laughs> and then we figured out it was official. And then he went to official and he started listening to it there. And he goes to like the 37 minute mark where it showed on your screenshots. And they were talking about something completely different. And I was like, oh, she might not be subscribed, like paying for Spotify. So she gets ads. So it's different times because we pay oh, for Spotify. My God. So we don't get ads. So then I was like, I went through today. I was like, all right, I got to find it. And it was like three minutes before it was at like 33 minutes or 34 minutes or something. So it was pretty easy to find. But when you listen to the official challenge podcast, you don't hear the ads about Kraft macaroni and cheese. No, no, because no. we pay oh, for Spotify. Oh my God. So there's a Kraft macaroni and cheese commercial <laughs> done by Tori and Anissa. Oh my and God. Tori is talking it up, like saying, you've got to get you some Kraft. Like next time you go to the store, get you some off the shelf. And I messaged her and was like, I am dying over this Kraft macaroni and cheese commercial because I know you do not eat that shit. Is it even and vegan? She's like, I absolutely do. No, it is like <laughs> it's like the exact opposite of vegan. I mean, oh I god. eat Kraft macaroni and cheese, so but I know I, she yeah. does it. Oh yeah. my god, that's it's hilarious. hilarious. That's like if they did like a fucking like advertisement for like you know lard. And it's like, you know, oh, it's so delicious. I cook all my food with it. And it's like, yeah. like I know you do not eat no, no crab mac and cheese. Sorry. No. Come on, girl. Like, come on. And she did respond. And she said, no, <laughs> I don't eat that shit. <laughs> She's super good about that. I love I love that Tori's so like engaging with people. Yeah, it makes me feel great. You got to do what you got to do. Tori, like Anchor by Spotify. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the best scenes in the world. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> Go check out Anchor by Spotify. It's the only place you can do Anchor videos on your podcast <laughs> and upload them directly to Spotify. Boom. There you go, Anchor. That was a free one just for you. <laughs> look, guys. We, well, that's good because they just gave us more ads. Yeah, I was going to say, look, <laughs> we do our best to um, not do ads as much as possible, but the podcast costs money to do. And yeah. so you guys are going to start hearing ads. I love y'all and I hope y'all love us enough to fast forward through them. We're not going to do a lot, though. There's not going to be one every like fucking five minutes like there are on Whoa, some podcasts. It depends on how much they start paying us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be up there like, have you heard about lard? It is a new <laughs> fad to you cook guys with. You need your own Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows Kraft. Oh, I'll sell that shit so fast. I eat that shit right out of the pan. Like, it's the best. Like a wooden spoon just right so out good. of the pan. It's yeah. it's better than if you put it in a bowl. The more butter you put in it, the yes. better yes. it is. Yes. I'm going to be Lord honest. Lord. Yeah, Lard. Yes. If, if Kraft <laughs> sponsored us, I would sit here and stir macaroni and cheese the whole time we did the <laughs> podcast and then take bites of it. And just be like, oh, crap. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure that would get flagged on the Internet. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got another episode of the Challenge... Uh, the fucking shit. <laughs> what is wrong with you tonight? It's my birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday. I do what I want. And tonight I want to call it the Challenge... I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you sure? We're going to find out. Let's go. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We're doing another episode of the Trash Talk Roundtable where, we're re where we are recapping... Episode 13, Blind Faith of Challenge Rider Dies. 
Guys, I really liked this episode, but it was missing a whole bunch of Nelly T. But that's a whole other point. I'm going to get off that. It was a great episode. What'd you guys think? How about we do intros? Because we have a special guest tonight. Fuck. Thank God, God you're here. Rick. Look, I am super <laughs> inebriated because do. it's my birthday. Okay. In Canada right now. <laughs> and I'm going to drink some maple syrup here in, in a Indiana. And Indiana. Go, yeah. go fucking got, Pacers. We got Indiana repping tonight. Woo-hoo. Yep. All right. With that being said, the reason we're bringing up Indiana is because we have a very special guest. So I'm going to save the best for last, our special guest. But in the meantime, I'm Rick Hayes. You know me, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. We've got Tony, Stats, and fucking Info Lance. And welcome back, Corey, our raging Cajun Viator. Yeah. He just put his kid out. Out. It's a sleeper hold. <laughs> so he could be on tonight with us, Corey. It's good to have you back. And then we have a very, very special guest. She has been listening to us from day one, which makes it really awkward right now, but I'm joking. <laughs> um, we have Alexis with us. Alexis, thank you so much for hopping on with us tonight. Hey, yeah. No, thanks for having me. Dude, yeah, no, of course. Of course. You're gracing excited. us with your, our, with your presence. We're just here bullshitting, as you can tell. Like, it's, <laughs> it's nothing special. <laughs> um, but with that being said, guys. I'm fucking stoked to talk about this yeah. episode. It was a great episode. Um, the one bad thing about it is there was no creativity of the name of the episode and the fucking daily. They just they just use the same name, the name of the daily for the name of the episode. Fuck it. Like I, they're just I would have been ah. happier if the episode name was Rider Dies. Question mark. <laughs> da, da, da. I mean, mm-hmm. At least this time, the episode, the name of the episode actually related to the episode. So I it mean, did. they're getting better a little bit. There you go. It yes. did. At it least did. this episode wasn't titled the song, a song title that wasn't in the episode. Yeah. Thank you. Fucking, I, so fucking ridiculous. I will never get over the fact that they did not use that song in that episode, nor did <laughs> anyone say anything about get rich or die trying. But the very next episode, Banana said that line to like when he was talking Ugh. to Nani. And I was just like, somebody fucked this up. Like somebody messed this up big time. At least you get music. It's hella funny that you oh, bring that up. Tony. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Dang, I sorry. I get electronic music and it just <laughs> says in the closed captioning, electronic music. <laughs> but then sometimes they use the closed captioning from your episodes. So I get the lyrics to the song that should be playing in the closed captioning. <laughs> But not the song. Electronic music. Oh, that's even worse. That would piss me yeah. off so bad. I mean, at that point, you might as well just hit mute and be like, yeah, do it yourself. Yeah, it's fucking make your own house music right there. Right. I I really did like the fact that that it did involve what actually happened in the episode, the title. Yeah. Um. With that being said. Uh, let's get right into this. It yeah. starts off with obviously the celebratory Fessy one is elimination. You know, let's focus on yeah. him, interrogate yeah. Mariah. But what kills me is that they're sitting there having eating or whatever after the 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 elimination from last week. Mm-hmm. And Banana sits there and he's like, "Yeah, it was really wild that Mariah just threw a burn vote <laughs> and threw you just- in, just." fucking drove that bus just didn't yeah i noticed that he was definitely stirring the pot he was like well i wasn't the one who threw him in i know right what the heck great i love bananas but that's the thing like i wrote right here in my notes i wrote you know like fessy's mad at mariah for burn voting they're fighting in front of bananas and that is a major 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 mistake 
don't like even for Mariah and I know her and bananas have a relationship, but at the end of the day, bananas, bananas is here for bananas. And we all know that. So the fact that like he's sitting there and he's like stirring the pot and he's prodding the situation, like don't fight in front of bananas. Don't let bananas see you in a vulnerable position, especially when if it's like with your ride or die, like he will capitalize off that. And it might not be against Mariah, but he will try to capitalize off the situation. That's why he's a goat. He knows how to play people. Well, you wrote in your notes that I wrote in my notes, blah, blah, fessel, blah. And then <laughs> I also wrote, I don't know who wouldn't have burn voted in that situation, but he only considers them partners when it suits them. Because really, we've talked, we talked about it last week i think yeah like if it comes down to a tie chances are somebody from your team is going in that's usually how it works yeah Mm -hmm. fuck off yeah and she said that Devin actually had put that thought in her mind because i don't know how many seasons of the challenge mariah had watched prior to this but she might not have watched a season where that happened so either bananas or Devin definitely put that into her mind That's a good point. Yeah, we actually talked about that last week and we were giving her credit for like doing her research and, you know, potentially having watched past seasons. But that's a good point. I still want to give her credit because I like her, though. I do, too. I do, too. But that's a good point. Devin probably said something either Devin or Bananas probably, you know, said something to her about, you know, hey, this looks like it might come down to a tie and don't let it go to a tie, you know. So I don't know. I listening to Devin's also worth getting credit as well because that's usually a good idea master and commander yeah big Mm. facts (laughs) i think all right so i want to give mariah credit too because i thought she was watching this from like you know post as far as like her emotions towards fessy is everything post what happened Mm -hmm. but seeing her confessionals in the moment she's reading this as it's happening and it's it's interesting to watch because most rookies are super oblivious to a lot of these scenes going on yes and i think it is a credit to the rookies they brought on this season that majority of them are really playing the social aspect of the game pretty well yeah Um, i i agree and really quick i just want to throw this in there because i've seen a lot of people it, it seems like the fandom is kind of conflicted on mariah a lot of people really like her but they think she's boring and she doesn't have any type of personality for reality TV. And I, I, I understand that. But I do, like you said, I think it's important to give credit where credit is due. And the rookies that have come on this season, especially the ones who have never been on TV before, like Mariah, right. like Chauncey, it's hard to step into that into that light and just immediately be comfortable with being there. I think somebody like Mariah, you give her another season or two and, you know, she's going to blossom into, you know, having being able to show more of herself and having more of a personality, you know, be. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Because if you look at like all the rookies from this season, well, I guess Horacio was on TV, but like Mm -hmm. Olivia, just in comparison to Mariah, Olivia's already figured out reality TV. Right. And you can just tell the difference. Mariah is a normal person. Yeah, she exactly. Was, now, yeah, hopefully she'll be back on the challenge. And MTV lately has been giving us rookies that some of us like, some of us don't like, but that we don't ever see them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the downfall. That sucks. I, I hope it doesn't happen. Like 
here's my thing. I know you can't bring every rookie back, right? Because yeah. the roster just gets too large at that point. If you bring them back from every season, especially if you think about like the last five seasons, go back to like War of the Worlds to now. Yeah. Like that's a huge fucking roster to try to interchange with your current cast. But that cycle you want. them. Yeah, yeah, but still. But you should be able to pull four rookies from every season that are worth casting more than just the one season. Yes. Like if I don't get to see Olivia Arasio Norris and probably Mariah, mm-hmm. like what's the fucking point of having them on in the first place? Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Why'd you cast them anyways? Well, and that's my thing. And that was kind of like my thing with bloodlines. And I will, uh, you know, I will acknowledge the, the fact that there wasn't, I mean, there were a lot of likable people that came on bloodlines as far as like, you know, the vets bringing their bloodlines who had never been on TV before and stuff. But we didn't really get anybody super big or anything super marvelous out of that. But I feel like the the goal with bloodlines and with this ride or die theme is to be similar to like fresh meat, right? Where you have like a vet and then a brand new competitor paired together. You're you're giving an oper- you're given an opportunity to bring in fresh blood to the game and to the show. But then like, so they have to capitalize off this. I don't want to just assume that they're not going to, I don't have a lot of faith, <laughs> but I don't want to just blind ass- faith. <laughs> I, don't know. I sure hope not though. Cause I really like these rookies. I'm like yeah. kind of attached to these rookies. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. God forbid one of the women wins because then we'll definitely never see him. Oh. <laughs> there'll be a, there'll be a, a alternate, alternate next season. Yeah. Exactly. Oh Casey God. broke the curse. She did break the curse this season being on the, on the original cast. Why though? What, what do you I mean? like Casey. No, I mean, I like Casey too. I just, they had to put them both back on. I don't, yeah. I don't like Casey's current arc. It's just so I don't, I don't like Casey on the show very much, but I yeah. do like Casey. I, I loved her on Big Brother. Like, yeah. she's one of my yes. favorites, but on, yeah. on the challenge, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing to her. Is it Nani wearing her down? Probably. Get her, maybe if she's on a season where there's not the vacation alliance or not Josh where she has to Fessy, fight. where she has to be on her own and she has to expand her alliance beyond what the current one is. And yes. I, I do get people's perspective on why they don't want the vacation alliance on every episode or every season. Yeah. Because it's just the most repetitive. It gets repetitive after a while. It does. And, and I agree. I wish they would split it up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like stop. And if you're going to bring like, if you're going to purposely cast, because you know like certain people are aligned and I know that that does happen during the casting process because they know that it'll create friction if you're aligned with so-and-so but also so-and-so but they're not aligned or you know whatever but don't bring fucking all eight of them like bring three of them and then you know three or four people from another group and just and throw them all into the house like they used to yeah it definitely does the biggest problem with it all is even if you have that, even if you have that whole big alliance, it comes down to not having the last place team go into elimination. Yeah, that's true. Too. Yes. Um, yeah, it mitigates all of that. You can have who you want on your side, but it doesn't matter. If you don't perform, you're going into elimination, but it's the combination. Last place straight into elimination, and then the man in the sand gets to choose who he wants to go against. You know what I mean? And that eliminates a lot of those alliance issues of consistently protecting the same people going after the same people 
you know, the the freaking rookie assassinations that go on all through the first like half of the fucking season, you know? So yeah, that or just over it. Yeah. I I don't want to spend the whole episode. No, I don't either. And I don't want to be that <laughs> podcast, but I think we're all in agreement that they could make some very small changes to maybe the, the overall structure of how they're doing the show as yeah. far as like the constant twists or twists for just to do the twist where it doesn't really need to be done yeah, and just slight tweaks to their casting process. And we get a whole nother level of the show, in my opinion. I agree. Um, but with that being said, I do think we have to bring this up because as Alexis mentioned earlier, we don't really talk about the Tory Jordan drama, but it is starting to play a really pivotal role in the way the alliances and it's getting messy because there's so many cross alliances in it of people having to work together. Yeah. And so we get the scene right after Fessy basically just calls Mariah He's just confronting everybody in the kitchen. He's just laying it all out. (laughs) He gives no fucks right now. He is riding high on his ego. Again, Johnny was stirring the pot because yeah. Jordan walked in and he was like, so your ears were burning. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and sorry, I know I keep saying Fessy Fessel, but it's it's a hard habit to break. Yeah. Sorry, um, guys. I'm not I'm yeah. probably not going to be able to break yeah. it either. But it, it goes from <laughs> like Alexa said, Fessy and Jordan kind of talking back and forth about like, oh, you said you weren't going to put me in and I've given you like opportunities where I didn't put you in and blah, blah, blah. It's the same shit we've already seen. Yeah. Um, that Tori and Jordan start going back and forth and it gets pretty heated in front of everybody. And the fact that Tori is really pissed off at the way Jordan said he doesn't negotiate with terrorists and the fact that threw her under the bus and Jordan's obviously pissed off about the fact that Tori came in and said, if you do this, it fucks up something outside of the game in our relationship, which right. he thinks are two very different things from the impression I got when we talked to him. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. But it's getting to the point where even the people in the house are sick of it because Anissa's is like, just fucking stop. <laughs> yeah. You know she was I mean? like, they need to just like decide not to like talk to each other, like because this is not going anywhere. This is not good. And she's like, if I'm sick of it, I know the rest of the house is sick of it. And that's my thing is yeah. it's like. That's Tori's actual real ride or die. And girl, like if your best fucking friend is sick of your bullshit with your ex, like that's a sign. This just stop. Well, <laughs> let's just cut that right there. <laughs> here, I'll let it, everybody else go. Now I'll, I'll have one final thought on this one. Go ahead. Okay. Don't go all at once. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think Jordan separates game and personal better than Tori does. I'm not saying Tori's wrong. Everyone takes how they feel the way they feel like it's not saying that she's taking it the wrong way and all of that but yeah i just think there's there's a separation that has to be had but not everyone can do it the same yeah for sure um i actually didn't even write anything about jordan and tori in my notes because i feel the same way (laughs) their their feelings from their relationship are still in there so their reactions are definitely fueled by that so i think everybody's just watching them i mean their their true feelings come out but i'm not judging i would be handling it way worse than any of them that's for sure oh yeah i'd be a fucking hot mess on there they'd have to edit everything out well i mean that's the thing too right like not only are they back in a confined space for the first time since they split and then on top of that they're in the exact same confined space that they were in previously when they were a couple. So it's an yeah. absolute powder keg. I mean, it's probably a large part of why production wanted them both back on a season. And 
I mean, I would say that the perfect encapsulation of our kind of feelings toward it are the facial reactions of Olivia and Devin and Mariah starting to get up to leave and then seeing Olivia, uh, Olivia and Devin and then sitting back down again. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's exactly how I felt watching it. I was like, this isn't really my conversation to be a part of, but I have no choice but to be a part of it right now. And I don't know how I feel about that. The, the fact that like Devin's face, and I'm sorry for all the, for everybody listening, because you won't be able to see this, but just Devin's face the whole time is just. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like the perfect encapsulation. What I will say, and this is what I kind of want to close it out with was, as much as they're fighting and going back and forth and having all this raw emotion, there is still a fundamental and foundational love that they have towards each other because of a shared experience of their relationship and how close they were. And I don't think anyone here could tell me that if it came down to it in the next guy's elimination or girl's elimination, that Tori's going to vote for Jordan or Jordan's going to vote for Tori. It's not going to fucking happen. I just don't see them getting to that point where they're going to completely turn on each other. I just don't see it. They're working their way there. But if I can tell Tori anything, it's like when my wife, there's a situation, my wife's like, am I overreacting? And I'll tell her, I was like, can't say you're overreacting because your reaction is like a human reaction. Like that's how you feel in that situation. Right. Right. That's like, that's not for me to judge. Like how you feel is how you feel. How you deal with it is how you deal with it. Like that's just you deal with it the best way you see fit. And I think that's all Corey's doing and that's all Jordan's doing and whatever the edit gives us. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and, so you know, and going to like kind of what she said, like, uh, you know, I think that she's handled this impeccably, to be honest. If it was me, like I'd have burnt that fucking house down. I probably would have been taken off the show by now. For yeah. Real. I would have done something across the line. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. shouts to Tori for how she's been handling it. Especially with like other hookups and all yeah. that. No way. No, no, couldn't okay. handle it. No way. And she that's... definitely has more inner peace than I do. That's for sure. For sure. <laughs> Look, and that's the thing is we can sit here as viewers and I can pick apart every little thing that I think they've done wrong. Yep. But it's a messy situation, not on a television show for a million dollars. Yeah. But and then, then yeah. you throw that in the middle. Yeah. It's it's all cameras everywhere. Bad. People watching everything. People now know like private shit about your relationship that you weren't really sharing before. Like just nah. like, no, it's just. And that's why. And again, like that, that's why this is just my typical response to the situation. And I mean it 100 percent at the end of the day they're both doing shitty things to each other just to be petty. And I truly believe it's because there are unresolved emotions and feelings, whether yep. that's, you know, I'm not necessarily saying like getting back together, but there's just unresolved shit and they're taking pop shots at each other. And I do think you're right, Rick. I don't necessarily seeing them getting to the point where they start voting for each other, but I do think they're going to continue to take little, little shots at each other like this. And it just, it sucks to see it. It sucks to watch this play out this way yeah it does i just want to say suck to see but that's exactly what mtv wanted yep that's exactly that's why they did it that's why they did it i mean they they could have just called this x's at this point yeah from what the storyline is but anyways um from there we go to where the teams are having their little fucking team hype meeting where the bessie's team is hyping them up because he came back Stupid but, meetings. I yeah. hate these. They're dumb. They're pointless. 
But what I did notice is to me, the underdogs seem super deflated compared to what it was last week. We didn't get the Devin, you know, Bill Belichick coach. Hype it was a speech. different vibe, but yeah. he gave them a hype up speech and was like, you know, we're we're riding high right now. We got to stick to it. We got to stay on this, you know. So, I mean, it wasn't as freaking hype as their, you know, their their dog thing. I know nobody listening can see, but I just did the little <laughs> the little dog thing. It is fun. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But I, I hate these stupid team meeting things. They feel super forced. It literally feels like production like gathered the teams up and was like, okay, we need footage of you guys having a meeting. So go sit down and start talking about your team. And it just, I hate these. I hate them. I hate when they make the partners sit together and talk to each other. Like if, if you catch them chatting in the house or at the club or like whatever, cool. But I just, these ones where you can tell that it was a forced sit down meeting by production. It's just stupid. I hate it. Yeah, there's been a couple times this season where like, even especially with Tori, I've been like watching the episode. She says something and I'm just like, oh man, production definitely made her say that. Yeah. Yeah. Made her ask that. Like she wouldn't ask that, but they made her ask that. Yep. Exactly. The episode, I think, was it just, it was just last episode where Devin and Jordan are having a conversation outside. Yes. Tori's not even anywhere near there, but then they keep doing cutaway shots to her sitting and like kind of staring off so that they're like, maybe she's listening in. You're like, no, she's not. Because when you go back to the wide shot, she's not there. Yeah. What the fuck? It's so stupid. All right. So I got a question for you guys. Do you like it when they do just like one of the calls home? per episode or where they do it as like a montage where everybody gets one and you kind of get a quick little snippet of the conversation with everybody. I'm going to go first again. There's awkward silence last time Rick said anyone wants to say something. So I didn't want the awkward silence again. You're good. But, uh, I mean, normally nine times out of 10, it's foreshadowing. And I thought it was a hundred percent this time as well. Yeah, same. I yeah. thought yeah. it was, that's where I thought it was going. It was, but just of. But just not the way it normally goes. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish they wouldn't use it as that. Like, just like to throw us off, right? Just throw it at, throw it at a random time. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're not going into elimination. They're not about to go into elimination. Just throw it at a random time. Yeah. Or to people that aren't there. I feel like with like when Nelson called Corey home, that should be a call home that's in an episode by itself because that's like right. an important thing. But I mean, if they put them together, I don't really know if it would make much of a difference to me. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't Maybe really... if they started doing more calls home and less uh, team meetings. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and the reason I bring that up is because I remember, I can't recall the exact season, but I remember that one season, the episode where they called home was just one episode in the very beginning, and it wasn't the team meetings and the random, like, hoorah, you won the elimination last night. Yeah. They just kind of went into the where. I know they did it, at, I think, on, like, USA, um, and then they all, but they did it on this the season that we talked about, which was the episode. I think was it was Double episode, Agents, wasn't it? I, was it Double Agents? It was CT's favorite episode of no, ours. No, that one was just CT calling home. That's when the, I feel um, like they... I but like, I'm saying that season, they yeah. had an episode like that where yeah. it was just like a bunch of... Home, home. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it doesn't really make a difference. I, I don't really notice it, but I do think, you know, like as far as like the team meetings and stuff, like I just... I just don't get the point. And why do we need an hour and a half episode for 15 minutes of it to be pointless fucking team meetings? I just, I just don't get it. 
I just like if they would have showed Amber's FaceTime call last week and Nelson's on a girl's day, right? Like that would have been completely different to me. To throw like, you off. Just, yeah. 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 I think, well, they would have just been shown it to show it to make it like a wholesome moment, but they use it for a certain like yes. foreshadowing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what I meant too. Like by when they're not there, like it's, it's to use those phone calls home when it's not somebody that's in the hot seat or if it's like after a decision has already been made. Yeah. Like if it's filler between the deliberation and the actual like elimination or whatever. Right. But anytime that it's it's not actually very clear what they're trying to do. And at least if they focused on Bamber and then in reality she wasn't the one that actually went in. Like she right. still had a large part in the elimination and who went in. Yeah. But she wasn't the one who went in, which is normally what the foreshadowing yeah. that they did do would end up revealing. Right. So yeah. At least they kind of flipped it a bit. Yeah, I definitely thought Amber was going home because so of we. all the yeah. But yeah. then they followed it right back up with the Nani storyline. Right after Amber Bamber, it was the Nani storyline again. Yeah, yeah, it was. Although I do want to point out, I do find it kind of fun. Like it's it's cute. It's cute to have dreams and stuff, but like, you know, Bamber's like we really want to win this money so we can buy a house and get married and have kids. So we really want to win this million dollars. And I'm like, okay, first of all, by the time you get that money, honey, it ain't going to be a million dollars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> second of all, she adds it to her other million. Second I of all, <laughs> you live in LA. You cannot buy a house and get married <laughs> and have kids for a million dollars. And like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Good ass looking kids. Yeah. Oh, children. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah. So then the next, the next thing we go into is the, the Nani thing with the balloons and her mom's birthday and whatnot. But I think it was at this point, Casey was having some, confessionals or whatever and i thought casey was gonna go home like i thought casey was gonna go home and i turned to rick and i was like oh it's gonna be casey this week like she's gonna go into elimination or something like they're gonna lose whatever and casey's gonna end up going in so i do appreciate that this episode was edited in a way that didn't really exactly like foreshadow exactly who was gonna go home up yeah. until we got to the daily and then the foreshadowing kicked in really strong. Yeah, it did. Fuck, man. And you know what it was really surprising is the name of this daily was Blind Faith. I, I never would have guessed. Yeah, never. never. <laughs> I was blind to that. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm funny sometimes. Yeah. It's not always just you. You used to tell me I'm not funny, though. You're not funny. Okay, well, then let's keep it pushing. Um, so basically, wait, 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 wait. He's not funny. So you married him for his looks. Good job, Rick. <laughs> yeah, silver that's lining. what it is. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, silver lining. There's always that little, that little silver lining. You just hold on to that. Right right. There. <laughs> um, so Blind Faith is the name of this uh, daily. The reason it's called that is because your team has to nominate either one person in the beginning or two people for. Just depends on what the what what the challenge mm-hmm. could be. And you have to do it based on a picture, a symbol, a symbol that TJ shows you. Um, there's four stages and each stage is going to be different. And all he does is show you a symbol and then tells you how many players you need to pick to represent. And the symbol will give you kind of like a hint towards like what it could be. So, for example, the first one, 
it's like a picture of a target. And then the first stage ends up being like a target thing where uh, you have seven targets and a slingshot and a bucket full of ammo. Um, and you have to knock all seven of the targets out. However, if you three. shoot. Oh, yeah, you have yes. to knock three. three. You're yeah. right. You're right. I, I apologize. You're correct. You don't that's have to knock. Info. Yes, that's an info coming through. Boom. Um, but uh, if you shoot and you miss, you have to take a shot of this like fish soup looking shit. It looks like the stuff from the Rivals 2 final that had like the little like fish not as cloudy though this this was more clear it looked like it was like some kind of oil concoction oil with concoction, like yeah. fucking maggots in it or some shit Something. so every shot that you took and you missed you had to take a shot of that drink um i bet it wasn't vegan so <laughs> no we know that the challenge does not make exceptions no well they here, don't give a shit about that challenge usa does yeah, yeah. onions oh, and garlic wow. Well, that was a fluke, well, though. True. Yeah, <laughs> just throw some tomato juice Dang. in there. That's actually good. I like tomato juice, but that's what a different you, thing. What were you going to say? I was going to say before you go completely into it. Um, so when they show him this symbol, TJ tells him that they need one person. That's literally, what I was uh, about to say. Oh uh, well, I thought you were going into the daily, and sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we're not high mind tonight. It's just good me and Lord. Tony. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, uh, so, so TJ asks the teams who they want. <laughs> like I'm going to just skip over this. TJ's going to ask the team, TJ asks the teams who they want, you know, like which of your team members you only need one to represent for this stage. And uh, on Mariah's team, Jordan immediately raises his hand, says, I've got this. Like, I'm a sure shot. I can hit a target with just about anything. I'm confident. Let's go. And over on Fessy's team, fucking messy Fessy, he's like, I'm going to do this one. And, And TJ says, why? And he says, because Jordan's doing it. Lisa was honest. I'll I mean, give him that. Hey, you know what? Yes, at least he's honest, but I loved that. It yeah. made me laugh. I was like, yep, thanks for saying it out loud. So yep. we all didn't say it for you. Exactly. But I'm I made note of it as my one moment per I've decided that <laughs> I am going to find one positive moment per episode. That you like about Fessy. Yeah. Yeah. And that was this moment here. And also later when he had the confessional saying that he doesn't care who he takes out from at this point because he's his he has no pride at this point. He's all about just getting it done. And I was like, good yep. for you. Yep. Yeah. Keep yep. that and then you will be more likable on the show. Yeah. So um I think Bamber fucking quoted perfectly where she was like, ego, 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 ego. And I was like, yep. might as well be their first names in this one. Exactly. It was so accurate. Uh, yeah. So they get down there. Like and, them. Right. So they get down there and uh, TJ tells them what they're going to be doing. And the look on Fessy's <laughs> face when TJ uncovers these shots gave my heart so much joy. I can't even put it into words. I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be fucking epic. I cannot I'm wait for sure this. Everybody, everybody uh, on yeah. both teams were just losing it. Yeah. I myself, too, because I'm just like, oh, man. Like, obviously, I know he is not about <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> he, he, was, he, was probably, he was probably like, Casey, can you break your leg? Get me out of this situation. Get me out of this. Oh my god, this is so bad. It's okay. CT will help her win another one one day. Um, When they did this, though, like when it when it really kind of like all clicked for me, I was just like, Chef's Kiss Challenge. This is what we watch for right here. This moment right here. This is why I watched the fucking show. 
to watch moments like that. So I'm really wondering how many did they miss in a row before they fucking finally made one? They because, definitely had to reset those shots a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering, they never ran out of shots, right? Yeah. No, no, no. And there was only like five or six on the thing. And they definitely had more than that. Where was Devin 20 minutes prior? That's yeah. what I was <laughs> yeah, I would be like, what the fuck, George or Devin? Like, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're you couldn't help me 20 minutes ago, bro. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> but what got me about it was like, you know, Jordan's a fairly good eater. And he was having he was struggling. But here was my issue with it. The first couple shots go off and, you know, Jordan's missing them. Fessy's missing them. And, you know, like I turned to Rick and I even said to him, I was like, once Jordan gets this rhythm down, he's going to just freaking pop all of these targets out like it's nothing like it's going to be super easy for Jordan. And then some more time passed and some more time passed. And Jordan kept missing and kept missing, kept missing. And I was like. What the fuck is going on? I was like, dude, this is terrible. So my thought on why? Yeah. Because they have to lead like they they can't get a rhythm. Yeah. Because you have to set it up, take a shot. And if you miss, you have to leave where you are, go over and get the glass. And then when you come back again, you're right back at square one. Like, yeah, you've got the muscle memory of roughly where you shot it last time. But it's not like you can go with two of like the tennis ball, like the golf balls or whatever, and just like shoot one and then recalibrate and shoot the other. Right. You right, actually right. have to stand up and walk over. And I said, cause Sarah was like, how are they missing this many? I was like, it's because they, they don't have the opportunity to just shoot again. And that's, that was the killer. So, and I said this to Karina, right. When they were like, it was taking a while. And I was like, what they should have done is when they took a step back to take a shot, they should have taken the, their toe of their shoe and just Mark dragged it, it on the ground it. right there. So they knew exactly where they were and, and they draw a line straight forward from where you're looking at. So that way you can line it up and go from that distance again. And then it's, you, you give yourself a cheat, but yeah, to be honest, I feel like that's just how, you know, Jordan's not on his a game during this one, because that's something I feel like he would have done had his mind been sharper, but right. Yeah. Puking your fucking guts up does yeah. kind of throw Tanks you off. Yeah. Didn't it also seem like a, uh, Vessel was implementing that strategy of like holding it in your cheeks and then fake thrown up. Dude, a lot of shots. I don't think he was even touching his throat. Yeah. So I was wondering, is there like a rule? No. Like, I don't know. I feel like back in the day you had to swallow it and they had people yeah. on the sidelines watching to make sure you swallowed it, but he most definitely was not swallowing. Yeah. That was with, that's with food, not with a drink. That's a little tricky. Okay, true, true. I rewatched the episode uh, this evening before we started recording, and I did notice that there was one shot that they did of Fessy where, like, he took the shot and then he swallowed it, and then he opened his tongue and showed it to the producers, and then he immediately threw up. So I think they do have to have to swallow it, which also makes me think that every time Fessy put it in his mouth and then spit it out before actually swallowing it, he had to do that shot again. We just didn't see all yeah. of it. Like, I think Fessy had to probably do like, I don't even want to guess at numbers because I think that's just stupid. But he did a lot of fucking shots of that nasty ass fish soup. Well, and here's the thing is you can't necessarily control regurgitation, right? Like you could put that shit in your mouth and you're throwing up right yeah. as it goes in your mouth. Yeah. 
So it was it was tough. With that being said, I have never seen someone projectile exorcist type of vomit that hilarious. that much. Dude, TJ fucking laughing his oh ass off this whole time while Fessy was just throwing up. Just, and every time he had to take a shot, TJ was laughing. Just karma, karma, karma. Oh and my then letting God. him know that it was for time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Subtle reminder. After taking all those shots and throwing up, you know, his throat's got to be hurting. Oh, yeah. Oh, his whole and body was hurting. feeling good going down his throat. I feel that, like I'm, I could never eat on these things. I was just going to say, I don't know if anybody noticed, but like after this part of the challenge, when they're all standing back over like on the side before they choose for the next challenge, Fessy just had his jacket on. Like he wasn't wearing a shirt at that point underneath. So he definitely just like, had puke all over that. Oh and yeah, I'm sure. New shirt entirely. I'm, yeah, he yeah. had a different shirt in the next chat, like the next right. leg of the challenge. Yeah, but when he was just standing there on the sidelines, he just had his like puffy coat. And yeah, it was only zipped to like halfway, and I was like, "Well, his shirt has been ruined thoroughly." Yeah. What they were they were at it for a good 25, 30 minutes before they Jordan finally got help. So wasn't it? Devin started helping yeah. Jordan at twenty nine minutes. And they expired at 38 minutes and like 27 seconds or something like that. So in any way, that's um, what it, I'm so sorry, go ahead. no, I was just going to say, so I'm, I'm actually glad you brought this up because I have been, this is what I've been dying yeah. to talk about. I know. So obviously we all know that Devin helps Jordan and it literally like from the fucking sidelines helps Jordan hit all three of these targets, hundred percent accuracy from the sidelines talking about let me be your spotter and shit like it was so perfect master and commander master and commander also had to suck up his pride and just let Devin take control of that but that was impressive thank you I want to talk about how impressive this was because I know that everybody you know and and we know he ends up helping Fessy and everybody's fucking pissed off about this a bunch of the fans are super mad they're going after Devin they're talking hella shit and I just want to say, like, he ad- he addressed this on Twitter. He put out a tweet. Well, he put out a sarcastic one that was like, oh, yeah, I helped Fessy yeah. because we're secretly each other's number ones. And people took that fucking seriously. <laughs> and I'm like, do you guys not know Devin at all? Like, what is wrong with you? Um, but then he put out another one and he like he he told everybody he they don't sh- they show a little bit of his team going like, yes, help him. But apparently he asked every one of his team members multiple times. And every single one of them said, yes, help Fessy, including all three of the women who would potentially be up for elimination. The only person who stood who said, no, don't help him was Horacio. You know, we saw that reflected in the edit. And so everybody's focusing on being mad at Devin for helping Fessy. But I want to focus on how absolutely impressive it was that Devin shot 100 percent accuracy from the fucking sidelines. I was like, I just I can't fathom that because we were just talking a minute ago about how difficult it is to be in that position, shoot, go and take a drink and then come back and try to reset and try to regain your eyesight and everything. Devin didn't even have that eyesight. He didn't even have that fucking opportunity. So fucking impressive to me. I can't get over it. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah. 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 I (laughs) honestly have repeatedly been impressed by Devin. Like, when he remembered that insanely long oh, code yeah. for like miles and miles and miles. But I mean, this guy's brain just works in such a different way than anybody I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it it's impressive. I think 
the most impressive part to me is that he was not even with like snipers, right? They have a scout that helps them, but they're looking at the same line of sight that the snipers looking at spotter. And the fact that, that Devin was looking from a 90 degree angle, basically and observing it from that perspective and telling him how, where he's aiming high, low and all of that and being able to read it that well, like even and then read his body position yes. and where he's missing at. I think that was like with Fessy, very impressive. He literally had it dialed in so, so close that he was like, your foot, your front foot needs to come back just a little bit and then brought his foot back a little bit. And then he's like, you need to lean this way just a little bit. And then boom, bam, bam, bam. But I do want to say as much as I know, we're trying to be loving and respectful enough, just understandable. No, we're always pro Devin. What the fuck? Oh, um, I do want to say like one <laughs> of my screen. Oh, shit. Yeah. See? Just raising your hand like when you want to turn to talk. That's- <laughs> fucking hilarious Which, what's the other one does it do it does it do this one i don't know i don't remember it's it does the thumbs up i know that <laughs> okay anyway does. um my favorite part about what happened with this devin situation was right after he helped fessy hit that first um target and then that look on fessy's face like he just dropped his head and you could tell he fucking hated himself in that moment like he was gonna take the help but he hated that he had to take yeah. it from devin and it was yeah. just like, I was watching his face and I was just like, so giddy. I was like, oh my God, I fucking love this so much right now. Honestly, like, I felt for Jordan and Fessy a little yeah. bit because you know, yeah. most of their prides were just like, dang, I am not on my A game here. They both talk so much shit on Devin all the time. And then for him to have to be the one to save your ass in that, like, yeah, that that's crazy. But do y'all, none of y'all think it was a case of editing a little bit? Like or what? Maybe yeah, was. Devin helped with a couple of shots, and then all of a sudden they showed the shot. The first shot Jordan hits, Devin was helping him, but he might have been helping him for a little bit longer. Yeah, no, of course it was because it was a ten minute interval from when Devin first started helping Jordan to when he finished. Twenty, yeah, tw- yeah. It, I it, so Devin started helping him at twenty nine minutes is where they showed it. So I'm sure that yeah, there may have been a couple of missed shots or whatever. It doesn't but. take ten minutes to shoot three of those fuckers yeah. if you're hitting it. Because yeah. if you're hitting it, you're back to four, back and back. So by the time uh, Devin helps Fessy complete the challenge, this gives uh, Mariah and Devin's team a 26 minute lead, give yeah. or take, you know, a minute. Um, so they have about a 26 minute lead, which is not a fucking enough. It is not enough no. in any world, in any competition, in any sport, in anything. 26 minutes is not a fucking enough. I don't know what these people were thinking. I'm so Especially disappointed. The first challenge out of four and you know it's out of four. Like I, I <gasps> yeah. I'm I'm happy for Devin because he did amazing. Oh yeah. I would have if I'm going to help Fessy, I am wanting at least an hour. Yeah. It, so of here's leeway. Okay, so here's my thing. Um I wanna say that too, but I also don't know if Mariah and Jordan would have ever been able to complete yeah, that final stage. Yeah. And so, that's what I was going to say. It's it, I think a it was three hour, it four matter. hour it window. I don't think that it would have ended up mattering, but it did. It just sucked to watch it all play out. I was going to say it's like a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl halfway through the third <laughs> quarter. It's just not enough. I fucking hate you so much, bro. But it's true. It's a good analogy because it it is. Yeah. Well, and here's the theme is very much like the 23 lead. It's inevitable because it didn't matter how big the lead was. 
it was never going to be good enough. It was never going to be good enough for that final one. Yeah, it, it was just they didn't. They needed a Nelson and a Tory on their team to they pull off that last one. Something. It wasn't as great as Mariah is. Her grip strength wasn't enough for Jordan, and Jordan's leg strength uh, was enough to get it on just a quick sprint. You know, he needed to use Tory or not use Tori, but use uh, Mariah to climb up. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's so anyway, ahead. really yeah. quick. Yeah. Let's just jump back and run through these stages really quick. So stage two um, was tangerine puzzles. If you know, you know, <laughs> <A la Darrell. laughs> um, and for this, we had Olivia and Anissa versus Devin and Nani. I know that a bunch of people are after Nani right now because of what she said in her confessional where she was like, this is my best chance of getting it done is pairing up with Devin on something like a puzzle. And you know what? It's a fucking game. Okay. Fuck you guys. Leave Nani alone. She did what she knew. Like she didn't know what else was going to come up. What you guys want her to sit around and wait for endurance or something that she knows she can't do. Like y'all just love hating fucking Nani. And I just don't get it. Leave Brittany alone. (sighs) I'm a hate on Nani every day of the week. Look, I don't. Look, I don't I understand people don't find her to be like the best competitor. And that's cool. And I know that people like hate her storyline with Casey and whatever. And that's cool. I don't care. But like, let's not just like find stupid ass reasons to talk shit and bash her because why? Because she went for the thing that she knew she would be best at. Like, what did you got? What would what, what, what do you what do you expect people to go for the thing that they know they suck at? Like, the I just think yeah. the thing Devin was best at and she. But Nani's Nani's a puzzle doer too. She's always been really good at puzzles. And think about the last two challenges. What would she like? I mean, maybe the memory one. Like she might have been able to do that, but she was going to do worse than Mariah in the damn. Oh yeah, the bungee one. She should have done worse. They weren't winning that. The girls and the guys on the team weren't set up to win that challenge. Yeah. Um, But here's my theme. Uh, One. Anissa's really fucking good at puzzles and people forget that. Like yes, Anissa, Anissa is, is very good. super good at puzzles. She and put she Olivia's ass to work too. Oh yeah, she did. <laughs> but, oh my God. It was cracking me up. She was really handling those things. She was, she was really, really flipping it. She yeah. was. She all her body. I loved it. And then like, again, I was just like, yes, go Olivia. Yes. I love yeah. her. And here's the thing is like Devin's been saying it and he's mentioned it online recently that He's always said he's not great at puzzles. You know, he's okay, good at them, but he's not great. Yeah. And with puzzles like that, I do really think it's difficult to do as a two person team to try to figure out a puzzle. Oh, yeah. I would much rather do it as just let me do this and figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's just kind of my opinion on it. But uh, they literally lost by like seconds on that one. It was like a minute at most. Yeah. At most a minute. Yeah. There's. There wasn't too much difference when you looked at the the times at the end. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw it. Like, I know that we were talking about Devin's um, tweet about basically saying why he did it. Yeah. Did you guys see the one about Monday morning quarterbacking? Mm-hmm. It was my favorite tweet that he said he sent out about it, which was he definitely should have directed Fessy to shoot at Jordan's target just to see how many times he'd do it. <laughs> oh my god that That's would have great. been fucking hilarious yeah. man i would have loved that i did Could you imagine it. how hard tj would be laughing at that shit i was oh thinking god. that too i was like honestly like if i was in devin's position and the team was like telling me to like help him i'd be like all right but i wouldn't help him i'd make sure he's missing it by like that much like oh so close bro so close like i would just keep him fucking shooting forever <laughs> And oh my god, that would have been so great! It, so. 
But like we said, it's uh, it's one of those situations where it, it didn't matter the time. And yeah, similar to this, it, it was only a couple minutes, but it was 15 minutes. Was the difference between? Yeah. So stage three was memory. Oh, I was Tori. talking stage two. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was like less than a minute. But difference stage, stage three, they lost more time. Look, I fucking love Tori, but Tori should have never chose the memory fucking one. That was not Tori's strength. She's mm. never good with memory puzzles. She's never has been. She said, I'm not the sharpest bulb in the box, but I'm a bulb I'm in the box. I'm not the brightest bulb in the box, but I'm a bulb in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I, Fair. I, I related to that. There was a lot of really relatable quotes like that. I think she was I just was scared like, of. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. I was just going to say, I think Tori was just nervous about what could potentially come after that. You know, right. like. She would have been so much better off on that one. On the bungee yeah. one? Oh, I don't know. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. She, she. But Casey did just fine. It wasn't like they needed it or anything no, like they that. Didn't, like, it wouldn't have made a difference. At, at least Tori didn't just say, like I said, the sharpest bulb in the box. So yeah. she's got that going for her. <laughs> You're a Saints fan, so we give you a pass. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Anyway, hey. So, so stage three. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I do want to shout out Horacio on this one, though, yes. because yes. it's taken an absolute rookie on his very first season to give Bamber the props that she deserves. Yeah. To say yeah. it's an honor to compete with Bamber because she's a badass, because she's a challenge champion. And I was like, no shit. Maybe yeah. you should let the rest of the house know because they don't seem to remember. Ever. <laughs> they forget. <laughs> I like this team up yeah. much more than I like bananas and Tori together. I, I do like Horacio and yeah. Amber together. I thought that was a really good matchup or a really good pair up. Um, and they fucking smoked it. Like they killed yeah. Tori and bananas on this. Like I said, but like 15 minutes because, you know, Tori fucked up the, <laughs> the puzzle. Well, the communication was on point too, right? Like, the Bamber and Horacio communicating yeah. the way that they were. He was explaining everything using the hand signals and mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, I thought so too. They were using their arms and doing directions, but also I feel like they've seen this kind of puzzle, like where you have to remember the background and the color of the image so many times that why has somebody not come up with like, an, like a rhythm of doing things like, yeah. The first letter of the background, the first letter of the yeah. image, and then like something to remember the direction if it's necessary. And well, and I was about to say, I think that Horacio, because, you know, obviously this was the first elimination that him and Olivia did yeah. uh, this season was this same pretty much thing, except they had to match them, you know, flip them and match them. Um, but memorizing the different colors, different shapes and different directions they're facing and stuff was what was something he did in that elimination. So I wonder That's if. True. He took, you know, the, and that's why he was using his his arms. And, you know, I didn't really hear them talk other than that that first time when he was like purple, like whatever, you know, and showed her the, the shape. But I did like how he adapted using his arms so they could have that like muscle memory of what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. I thought yeah, that was smart. I feel like they've also highlighted a little bit that Horacio knows what he's doing in multiple of these situations. Like they've. Yeah taken clips of him saying how to do the drywall thing how to yeah. do this and his i mean his brain is really working too oh yeah absolutely look don't get me wrong i love all the rookie girls that we have on here but the shining rookie of it is arasio this season oh and yeah it's totally it's really the elimination record too i mean like well and just his performance in the dailies olivia's yeah. too you know yeah, I olivia's know that, yeah. killing it but, but like, like arasio's performance in the dailies is consistent 
like super, super consistent. Like if I, I don't know what's going to happen, but if they if they don't make it to the final this season, I'm going to be pretty upset because I want to see what this guy can do. I do, too. I, I want to watch him run a final so yeah. fucking bad, especially with him being so from what you've told me about what you've seen as highlights in his his first show. Mm -hmm. And then knowing he's an avid soccer player and I know what their endurance is like. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. It really is. Anyway, so we get to uh, the final stage, the fourth stage of this daily, and you have to do two players, and it's got to be a guy and a girl. Fessy's or Fessel's team, uh, they choose Casey and Chauncey, and then because Mariah's team is a guy short, Jordan decides to volunteer to go for his second portion of this and t uh, teams up with Mariah. They have to be hooked to a bungee. Uh, w they both have to grab onto this pole and hold on to it. The thing is, is one stretches out, the other one gets more taut. And we've vice seen versa. this. Uh, it was uh, the same. It was the, yes, it was the yeah. same uh, elimination. And then Rachel and um, Anissa also did it on Battle of the Exes. Was this like Devin and Wes? Uh, kind of something different. Were they bungeed together? Yeah. They yes, were they were. Together. It was also supposed to be how Just not with two people. Yeah, it was supposed to also be how Corey and Darrell's was, except Corey was just way too fast. Yeah, Corey got <laughs> shot out of a friggin' cannon. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm such a child, and I like I tried to jump ahead in my mind so quick. Like, they said Bungie. I was like, oh, it's going to be like the fucking elimination with Polly and Cam, and it was nothing like no, that. No, it was nothing like that. At yeah. all, so. No. But it, it was interesting to see both teams go at it, because, you know, they both try to run it at the same time, and it fucking didn't work at mm -hmm. all. But... I thought Chauncey was going to get this a lot quicker just based on the size of his fucking legs. I think it took him a minute. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the size of his arms. Yeah, no, that's all legs. That's, that's all, all legs. legs. Yeah, it's all but legs and lower he, back. Did, did he want to win? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Poor guy. I, I, I feel bad for him. I think Chauncey, I, I don't know his exact history, but I think he was uh, played at a high level in organized mm -hmm. sports. So I think the team aspect really does push him. And of course, I could be completely wrong about this like I was with Olivia and Horacio, but I think he really did just want to win it once the competition got going. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that. I think that that first stage, because first Casey ran and then he tried to go and he kept slipping in the sand and he couldn't mm -hmm. find his footing. They reset. He ran and Casey tried to pull herself up. She couldn't do it. And then they reset that third time. And that's when he finally had made it up or they whatever. They kind of went but at the same time. They tried the that letter. one. and Yeah, exactly. Um, and that let him get a little bit closer and, you know, and whatever. And so he finally. So I think it was just strategy in that moment and finding yeah. what worked best for them. But I think that I do think that Casey and Chauncey were both giving it their all. It's a shitty situation to be in. And we saw the after effects of it when we got back into the house, which we'll touch on in a little bit. But yeah, it was um, it was really impressive, though. I liked watching Chauncey like compete on his own. What yeah. are you always laughing at? I just thought of the idea that it was like Casey basically being like horse and quartered fucking on that. Oh, on yeah. Show. She was like, yeah. I'm pulling this way and he's pulling my legs that way. Yeah. Rick turns to me and he goes, man, that sounds fucking amazing, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I was like, my back would pop so much. Let's do it. Yeah, she said she felt like her body was being pulled in two different directions. So I'm like, man, I wish somebody would pull my body in two different directions. <laughs> yeah, Realign everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just remember when it, Emily did it, she backtracked a little bit. Yep. Die to catch up to her and yep. then they yeah. both went 
Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah, but to be honest, that was so long ago. Do you even <laughs> think that the cast, no. the majority of the cast has even seen that to know that? No. But that was a good strategy. But not the ones that were down in the sand. Yeah, but right. no, Jordan. Then Mariah and Jordan tried that way a little bit, but they yeah. they did, but she just she didn't so the way Jordan explained it is that she didn't have the grip strength to hold <sighs> on to the bar once he started pulling on her leg to like get up. Um, and then she obviously didn't have the leg power to or the speed to make it to him. And so there, like I said before, like it sucks about the Devin thing. But at the same time, I still don't think that underdogs would have won because there yeah. was legitimately almost no way for Jordan and Mariah to win this. If, and they tried every possible combination of ways to do that, that challenge. And they just they couldn't get it done. And sometimes like you just can't get it done. After so long of trying that, you're tired. Yeah. So it's like yeah. every time is not better than the last time. Exactly. It's you're getting worse each time you do it because you're, yeah. you're wearing out. And that's what I was going to say. Maybe if they would have had that strategy on their very first go, they could have pulled it off. Yeah. yeah. But once they'd gone four, five, six times, yeah. it was done. Do you think Horacio? I mean, Jordan's the, up there with the goats, but do you think Horacio and his legs? would have fared better than Jordan. No, I think I Mariah think so. was the wink link in this situation. No, I, I truly believe that, but I think Horacio earlier on could have maybe got a little bit further than Jordan. I think it depends on Mariah's grip, but yeah, maybe. I mean, that's such a hard comparison because Jordan does fucking triathlons for fun. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, fuck. It's a hard comparison. You have to give props as well to, to Casey and Michael C. Jordan. Because they mm-hmm. both had their girlfriends on the other team. Yes. And like they knew it was a girl's day. So them winning was like a pretty damn good shot that at least, well, one of their girlfriends was going to go in. Yeah, exactly. And so if not both. Yeah. So yeah. they keep going at it. Jordan and uh, Mariah after Michael C. Jordan and Casey finished the challenge. Yeah. And unfortunately, they time out. I just out. gotta say, on the official challenge podcast, they call him Chauncey B. Jordan. Chauncey. Oh B. my Jordan. god, that's oh, hilarious! That's and now, good. like when I hear his name, that's what I think. That's hilarious. Right. Like, that's not actually his last name, but I forgot because now I just hear it like that so much. <laughs> oh that's god, so that's great. hilarious. So, regardless of Devin's helping or not, uh, Team Fessel is probably going to win this challenge. Yeah, you know, and. It, it, it that's why I just don't look at it as it was the ultimate deal breaker. I just feel like yeah. it was never going to yeah. happen regardless. I so. agree. Yeah. And it's, it's good to spread the love too, because it was a team decision. Yeah. Minus Horacio. Like yes. it wasn't like Devin said, you know what? I'm going to help this guy and I don't care if it screws over my team. It yeah. was a team decision in the actual edit. Bamber said it first. Then Jordan reiterated it twice mm-hmm. and Jordan was the one who was going against him. So he knew what Fassie was going through. And Devin said all three women on the team yeah. told him to do it. And they were the ones that would potentially be up for elimination. So like, what's he supposed to do at that point? Exactly. Yeah, team exactly. Game. Then, so. then he's going against his team by not helping, which yeah. is counterintuitive nonetheless. But I mean, it was a group decision at the end yeah. of the day, and it, yeah. it sucks because most of the people that I really like are on that team. Mm-hmm. 
but it is what it is. And that's, yeah. that's how it works. Very much like Tony said about, you know, spreading the love. We're going to spread a little bit of love to anchor by Spotify. So check this out real quick. Thank you guys so much for uh, sticking through that ad by anchor uh, and joining us again. So where we left off was the end of the daily at this point, because it's a girl's day, we're getting all three of the girls from Mariah's team. So Mariah, Bamber and Nani are all going to be interrogated. But before they go into there, there's a really moving scene with uh, Chauncey and Bamber. And this one touched me. Normally, these these types of moments don't. But it felt very it felt very genuine. Um, Like he was he was seriously torn on the fact that he won the challenge that could potentially send his girlfriend into elimination and he felt guilty about it and you know it was just it was a sweet moment i like them together they're both just two sweet people like you yeah can't believe that. yeah they're just they're very cute they're very sweet you can tell that they really love each and enjoy each other today is chauncey's birthday and he turned yes. 24 yes yeah they so do have very young they have like is. a yeah, they yeah. have like a, ten, I think it's a 10 year, 10 or 11 so. year. It's like either nine Dang. and 10 or 10 and 11 year difference, which whatever, like I, I don't really, you know, care about the age thing. If it doesn't bother yeah. them or affect their relationship, then cool. But my grandparents are 13 years apart. Yeah. You know, so it works for some people. Some yeah. people it doesn't work with. It just is what it is. But I, was I do like them. I was closer to my stepmom's age than she was to my dad's. Yeah, exactly. So there so you go. There's it that. happens. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just wrote that down because I just I thought it was a really sweet moment. And, um, you know, so I just kind of wanted to mention it. Well, yeah, no, I totally felt for him because, you know, it's one of those situations that he probably even when they finished that daily, mm-hmm. he probably thought that, oh, Jordan's going to get it any second. They're yeah. going to get it any second. We're still going to lose this. And then when it didn't happen, it's all of a sudden the realization of like, damn, I just threw my girl into elimination. Well, it was like Olivia's <laughs> confessional where she gave right yeah. there where she was like, you know, they get it done. And then. We're sitting there, we're waiting for Jordan and Mariah to get it done. And they're like, oh, they'll get it done in the next couple minutes. And then five minutes passes and then 10 minutes pass and then 20 minutes pass. And they're still not getting it done. And, you know, I think everybody expected that eventually Jordan and Mariah would be able to figure it out. But, you know, here we are uh, moving into interrogation now. So was Nani up first? Yes, Nani was up first. And can I just say that, like, this was actually really fucking impressive the way she went into that that interrogation meeting the confidence that she had she ran that whole thing she walked in said what she had to say like they almost i don't even think they asked her any questions or anything like she just ran that whole thing she threw mariah under the bus um you know for being a rookie and and not having been into elimination that never happens but yeah i mean what what are you gonna do do. exactly yeah Yeah. the thing i didn't like about this is yeah most of y'all know I've lost both my parents. I sympathize with that. But now it's not even coming from Nani. It's Casey's like, your whole world got turned upside down before you came here and you're mm-hmm. still fighting. And I'm just so tired of that storyline. Yeah. Please just stop it. You're here like everybody else. Quit using that as a trump card. Look, I wasn't going to say anything, but I don't want to sound insensitive because everybody grieves differently. And I yeah. get it. But if you were in the fucking real world, 
this would happen and you still have to go back to work on yeah. Monday or the next Monday. Right. You know what I mean? Because it happened to me and yeah. I know what it's like. Yeah. It sucks. You know, and nobody, it, the world stops for you, but it doesn't stop for everybody else. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the, that's the hard part about it. But at the same time, it gets repetitive. It's as much as I love fucking Corey. Like, I know you got kids. I don't need to hear it every episode that you that you're doing this for your kids. I get it. You got kids. That's who you're doing it for. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant you love me. Sorry. I got sidetracked. <laughs> no, Warden. Sorry. I apologize, uh, sir. I mean, I also do like want to point out and and I try to keep this in mind with stuff like this because it happens a lot is that like a lot of those things in confessionals and stuff are prompted by production. So, like, uh, some of the blame of the constant focus yeah. on this part of Nani's story, is, some of that blame is to put on production as well and not just, like, yeah. Nani, you know, because, like I said, a lot of the stuff that is said in confessionals is prompted. They're like, oh, like, what, da 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 like, they'll ask you a question and then you have to respond by saying their question in your answer. And we've Ooh, been told sure. this by numerous people on Unplugs. So, you know, I try to keep that in mind as well. No, and that's a really good point because I know when I was in that situation, the last thing I wanted to talk about was yeah. that situation. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, and, and once again, it is tough to do this in front of the camera and, yeah. and we get that. So, but, but go ahead. Well, the other thing I wanted to mention too is something that I had mentioned like really early on in the season when we were talking about like whether it's a good idea for, for it to be so fresh and for her to come to the challenge mm -hmm. is that her girlfriend is there. Mm -hmm. Some of her closest friends are there. Yeah. Her girlfriend's brother is there. I don't necessarily know their relationship, but it seems like they have a fairly close relationship. Mm -hmm. Like her entire support structure is potentially there. on the show. Right. So it makes sense that not only would that be a safe and supportive place for her in that mm -hmm. situation, but then also it's going to come up more because it is so fresh and then your support structure is also there. Right. And it's just a matter of what production strings yeah. together for a story arc. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. I think I get more upset. Not with Nani. I get more upset with production for using it as a storyline. Right. As much yeah. as they're pushing it. Yeah, I agree. It's like the Tori Jordan thing, you know, it's the way that they're framing everything and the fact that they're focusing so hard on that part of the story. It's just like, they're, they're exploiting a situation that shouldn't be exploited. And it's the same with Nani, yeah, in my opinion. For sure. So. Yeah, especially with this episode, as far as the Tori and Jordan stuff, like, I understand that it was a contributing factor last week. Right. Yeah. But the conversation that they had at the start of the episode, that took up a good chunk of the episode's runtime. And was Already. fairly volatile mm -hmm. and was not a good look for either of them really it didn't impact this episode right so it sort of didn't need to be there if it wasn't for the drama aspect yeah and that's when i sort of get not annoyed by it but i get very much like not my business yes exactly yeah it, it just feels like awkward it's like uh... But anyway, so next up in interrogation, we get Bamber. Um, not much happens in this meeting. She does pretty much the same thing that, that uh, Nani did. Yeah. She throws Mariah under the bus for not having gotten the rookie treatment. 
but I also find it interesting. Like Fessy did not stick up for Mariah at all at this point. In fact, he pretty much was given the sign off to like, go ahead. You can guys can vote for her. Like she screwed me over last week. So fuck it. And she then, didn't, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, real, real quick, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, it, her uh, Arizona time zone. Rick, happy birthday, dog. You kept, there you go. <laughs> kept getting up. I was trying to tell you earlier, but you kept helping up and leaving. So I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Um, the, yeah, I have to do it again. I'll explain to you guys here in a minute. Yeah, our dog, <laughs> our cats. Uh, I'll just tell you guys, our cat's trying to take a shit right now. And the dog is following him around because the dog <laughs> likes to eat the cat's shit. So he follows him around while he's trying to take a shit so he can immediately eat it before we can clean it up. And so we're like trying to let the cat shit and keep the dog, like leave the fucking cat alone. Stop eating the dog shit or the cat shit. Like, ah, your cat don't shit in the litter box. No, he doesn't shit in the litter box. He literally like the litter box is right here and he will shit outside of the litter box right in the hallway. Part of the house. Like he's mad at you for something. It's been years. Like he yeah. won't shit in the oh fucking litter box. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so terrible. ridiculous. So ridiculous. Man, you must really you must really love that cat. He <laughs> hates yeah. me. Oh my yeah, god. We, we had a cat like that. We don't have that cat no more. We left yeah. him in Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, after Bamber, then that's when Mariah comes in, obviously, and Fessy cur- confronts her again in this meeting about you know her not having his back, not, you know, trying to save him, trying to tie up the votes for a revote, which again, I stick by the fact that like, I, I, I know that it's a possibility that Nani and or Bamber could have switched their votes last week, but I feel like they would have put Mariah in the same exact position <laughs> and she would have had to make a choice. So I don't know. Anyway, and she pretty much tells him, and this was like such a boss thing, in my opinion. I was so happy that she did this. But she tells him, she's like, look, I'm not going to apologize and beg and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Please don't do it to me. Like, I'm not going to do that. You do what's best for your game. I did what was what I thought was best for mine. You do what's best for whatever you think is best for your game. And I was like, fuck, yeah, Mariah, like, don't don't bend to that shit. Don't let Fessy pressure you into apologizing and begging for him not to send you in you know because he's going to anyway yeah exactly like why why dump yourself down like that just i'm glad that she didn't and i'm glad she stood up for herself and part of what he does pisses me off and i'll get into that later i'm sorry alexis go ahead i was just gonna say even this situation makes me like mariah more because every time she goes into these types of talks she always says thank you i appreciate you guys yes yeah, you know she does, and she just appreciates already where she's gotten to, and she understands that this is a game, and she's the only rookie. Yeah, I agree. And also, Fessel saying Mariah's dodged elimination normally on your rookie season. Times. Yeah, normally on your rookie season, you go in time after time. Like he keeps speaking it like that's what he went through. Uh, yeah, bro. But he did what? not. Once. He did one. Once Jordan in the pole wrestle. Yeah. Get out like, of here, Fessel. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. So ridiculous. Four and oh in eliminations. Yeah, dude. Arasio did that in legends. one season. One yeah. fucking season. Yeah. One half of the season. Yeah, exactly. And he injured every person he went against. Exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And anyway. You know what? And I'm sorry, but Fessy or Fessel, you're getting made to look messy because you actually brought in someone that wasn't your ride or die yeah. and didn't truly understand everything about you and you didn't understand everything about your partner. Yep. 
And that's why the situation is happening. Yep. You just thought she would do whatever you said. Yep, exactly. Point blank. She would want to, she would do whatever to be on TV and she'd just do what you say. And yeah, no. He didn't factor in Troll. that she was going to start seeing the seven time champion goat <laughs> on the same season. That's the, that was that yeah. variable. I I listened to something and it, it said that they had only known each other for like a year leading up to this. And yeah. She was saying that like it never crossed the line of friendship, but that he just like was boring, basically. Yeah. I heard they went on one date and he didn't talk the whole time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm yeah. Like, well, I think I told you. I don't mind that I told you, but the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast with Mariah because she's supposed to air out a bunch of dirty laundry. It was and she did not. Yeah. But y'all listen to it. Where no. she's like, if she wins, she wants to get fifty goats and bananas. Was like, well, you need. Only 49 goats. You already got one with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's funny. Um, yeah. So what we're at. So, yeah, yeah. Next is uh, we go right into elimination. Um, we get down there for the vote. Like all three girls end up getting votes. Um, but Mariah obviously ends up with four. Nani ends up with two and Bamber ends up with one vote. So obviously Mariah goes um, into elimination. This is the part that pissed me off with Fessy. Like Fessy was like, I'm not going to say my ride or dies name, even though I've said it this whole fucking episode, episode. Yeah. but I'm not going to say it right now to try to look good. And it's like exactly what it was. And I'm going to try to earn trust with Amber who I've thrown in on end under the bus multiple times <laughs> and did not consider a vet the season after she won. Yeah. yeah. Like, and the, what? And so the, Go ahead. I'm sorry, Corey. I was just going to say, Fessel can cure cancer at this point, and we're still going to be like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to throw a vote on Nani, who I fucking just did not do anything good with when I was partnered with her and talk shit about her all the time too. Yeah. So he just basically fucked every situation. He should have just voted my, Mariah. My writer dies girlfriend. Yeah. Allow me to throw a vote on her. Yeah. I will say though, for once, Bamber has not been considered a rookie in a situation. Yeah, that is true. So bravo for that. Yeah, let me throw my vote on the person whose mom just died. Yeah, good job. Anyway, <laughs> that's not why I'm not laughing. You sound I'm like sorry. production, Rick. I know. I was gonna say yeah. storyline. Now you're now you're feeding into that. <laughs> I'm prompting. That's all. I'm prompting. So, oh, uh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, did anybody else find it like fucking horrible when they got to the sword draw? The sword draw? Cringy? Mm -hmm. Do you mean cringy? With Bamber sobbing? Yeah, oh cringy. My God. <sighs> okay, really quick though, can we talk about this? Because Bamber turns to Nani and she's like, are you sure you don't want to go first? I really want yeah. you to go first. Please go yeah, first. Yeah, that was weird. So they get to choose? I don't know. Like, this whole time? I think she was, she was supposed to go first, but she was basically giving up that option if Nani would want to do it. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. so I heard on somewhere that <laughs> when there was three people down there that um, like someone from the staff would pick a number and yeah. the people up there would pick a number closest to it. Oh, but gotcha. Okay. There's two. I guess they let them decide. Maybe Coin toss. Probably. Coin flip. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think Tony's probably right. Like Bamber was probably set to go first and she was just offering it to Nani and they were going to let it happen. So, if it happened. I kind of felt like, which I usually don't have much of an opinion on Nani, but I kind of feel like Nani already drew the safe dagger so many times that in order to be respected, if she wins, she had to let 
there be a chance that she didn't pull the safe dagger. So people right. wouldn't say at the end that she just pulled the safe dagger and made it to the end. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So she had to fight. She knew it was her time to fight. Yeah. I just think with, well, not only this, going back a couple of episodes, it's just like Amber, like kind of freaking out about Nani having to go in. It's just like, why do these people care about bana- bananas and Nani? And bananas and Nani don't care about them at all. Like, yeah. yeah. They don't care about you, Amber Chauncey, in the true scheme of things. Like, they don't care. No, they don't. I do like the fact that it seems like, well, here, I'll basically that almost every person except for, I think, Casey in the vacation lines has had to go into elimination. Yeah. And so nobody can really say no matter what happens that nobody earned it. It seems like everybody's gone to elimination. So you have earned this season. Yeah, I agree. I think it's embarrassing for me at this point, but can I ask who is the vacation lines? I keep hearing it and I know part of it. I don't know all of it. Tori, Devin, Anissa, Casey, Fessy, Nani, Casey, Fessy, Nani yeah. Josh. Josh. Yeah. So, it's, so is that what Devin was in a speedo? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's the big group that goes on vacation. Hence together. the alliance. Every yeah, hence the year. vacation alliance. Oh, <laughs> um, hence the name. Got it. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. It, it wasn't it, just it, a clever name. Look, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance for saying this, but I swear the way Bamber was acting with those daggers, I thought there was a math problem in front of him that you had to solve before you could pull it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that was, that was a 50-50 oh chance. My God. Yeah. Oh my God. I think we were all Anissa in that situation. We were. Oh yeah. Oh, she was we like were. the award for most dramatic dagger draw goes to Amber. I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. I, was, while I agree that it was like a little bit over the top, I do understand the stakes because you're also like drawing a dagger to potentially lose your chance at a million dollars. Yeah. But yeah. I also feel like there's just a little bit of something else going on with that anisa confessional mm. like i almost i'm gonna take the confessional point for it but i almost don't want it like she's unnecessary <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's just i mean i anisa's thing and i feel like i don't think it just feel like i feel like amber was doing that because i i really believe amber is genuine and she's yeah. sincere even though people don't give her credit for that and i think she was so sincere in that moment but i just don't get why because i don't think nani has her back in the slightest way. in the grand yeah. scheme of it. Yeah. And it's just like just draw it. Like Nani don't care about you. Yeah. I I chalk it all up to the fact that I just feel like Amber is such a like soft, not like in a bad way, but just like a soft, genuine person. And this yep. game, especially this season, has like really tugged on her. Yeah. I yep. agree. Yo, yeah. Like, no you've one... seen her true personality, even with the hug thing with Michelle. Like Mm-hmm. she's a yeah. she's a very she's she wears her heart on her sleeve too yeah. Like, yeah she knew that pulling like having to pull the dagger is the difference between going into elimination for a million or sending the person next to you into elimination for the potential of them going home and yeah. taking away their shot at a million and mm-hmm. i feel like that's more so than just which dagger do i pull i feel like that was what was really weighing on amber just based on yeah what we've seen from her this season is just like really trying to weigh out all of not even the options because there's two, but all of the variables that come with either drawing the safe dagger or not drawing the safe dagger. Yes, I, I feel like Amber genuinely doesn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. She yeah, doesn't want to take anything away from anybody. She doesn't want to hurt them. She's not going to backstab, which she hasn't in all of her seasons. Like she yeah. just doesn't want to be the bad person. 
and people take that for maybe her being fake on the show. Like whatever her hate is, they take it that way. But it's just she's I think she's just a good person. <laughs> people aren't used to that. Like Kendall-esque almost. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like with when Kendall said, like, she just wants everybody to stay and play, even if mm-hmm. they can't win. Right. If yeah. They're no longer qualified to win the money, but they can just stay and hang out and do all the challenges. Exactly. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they'd get along. Yeah. My theory That'd on. Be fun. Yeah I, yeah. I actually wouldn't be opposed. But my theory on Bamber, though, is she's a natural people pleaser. And even the people that say like negative things, like Devin said a few negative things in interviews. Um, and the fact that she tell she, he thinks she told multiple people that they have very kind eyes. Well, they smile you, with their eyes or they smile with their eyes or yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, it's just a really sweet thing to say. And maybe it isn't completely a hundred percent honest, but it's a really <laughs> sweet thing. She wants to make people feel happy. So no, I don't think anything we really see mm-hmm. is in genuine other than either. she might've overacted her emotions on the dagger draw but not not like she wasn't really feeling that well if if i went on a show like this like i'm somewhat similar like i think i would extend my extend my hand too much to where Mm -hmm. it would bite me but it's just like i'm just trying to be a good person i'm trying to help you i'm trying to help you Mm -hmm. and then we run out of numbers it's just i said i'll help you and i help you it's like what can i do like i'm just trying to be a good person and it doesn't always work on the shows. And I think that's what people dislike about her. But it's just, I don't think she means any harm. I think she's a good person and she gets way too much hate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 100%. I, I'd be way too trusting of other people. Yeah. yeah Bananas, you're my boy. You got my back to the end. All yeah. right. All right. Let's roll. Fuck. I wouldn't trust nobody. <laughs> Next week, I'm in elimination. Yeah. <laughs> it's Fessel. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. Bananas mm. specifically said he would never do that to a ride or die. Because he's never taken money from anybody before. Yeah, he's never screwed over a ride or die before, never. He's a good guy. So, speaking of ride or die, I thought this was one of the coolest fucking parts. And especially because we've never seen this person on air before. And that is, uh, uh, TJ brings out his ride or die. Yeah, Roxanne, his wife. (laughs) You don't have to put on the red light. (laughs) Uh, yeah so he brings Roxanne out as his ride or die to help him you know like judge the elimination or whatnot. but yeah no a super cool moment it was awesome to see Roxanne down there in the sand with TJ I know that she like goes and visits him on set like some I don't want to say like every season but she does you know sometimes but we've never like actually seen her on camera or anything like that we've never really gotten any like information if she like when she is there, if she's able to like come and watch the daily or watch the limo, like we've never gotten any information on that. And so it was really cool to see that she was there. She was, you know, on set with them. She was able to come and watch the elimination, be in the sand. She got to blow the horn like it was just really cool. I love yeah. this moment and I love TJ and Roxanne. They're just like ugh. mom and dad for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially when they were on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. What a like pressure filled moment for her to press the horn during this type of elimination, though. Yeah. Right? I yeah, know. That's true. Um, TJ's probably like, blow it now. And I, especially <laughs> with the false finish, too. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I like the fact that they brought her out to like kind of introduce part of the elimination to obviously Nani, who didn't, who, cause Amber pulled the safe dagger, but to Nani and Mariah. And mm-hmm. she gave the full explanation. Then TJ was like, Wow, she's she's really good at this. Yeah. (laughs) Better watch out, TJ. You're going to lose your job. Well, and I saw it's funny that you say that because I saw a couple of things like from fans, like fan speculation that they might like 
this might be a hint towards them potentially utilizing Roxanne for like spinoffs or whatever. I don't know how true that would actually be, but I think it would be interesting. Yeah, that I seems think, like a bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think so, too. But yeah. it would be, I'd be fine with it if they did do something oh, yeah, like that. Totally. that like feels, she's awesome. I asked y'all in the little group chat, but like this in the midseason previews, this isn't the special guest, right? Is it? Is it special guest? Like it could be. They made it think it was a mercenary well, and then it's Roxanne. So I'm in this. I'm in this Facebook challenge fantasy thing. And on the on the week, every single week, it asked questions. And one of the questions was, will there be a special guest? And it was either yes or no. And it did count her as like the special guest. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you do I, like the, the, so. the survivor. Like, it's, it's like the survivor fantasy one, like where you do uh you pick challenge like you pick challengers for different groups. Yeah. And then you have the questions. Yeah. I do the survivor yeah. one. So here's here's my only argument to that, Corey, is that when you see that shot in that midseason preview of that person coming out, they're coming out in the like the the grassy, you know, like yeah. you can see like the bushes around them, like where Jordan came out, where Darrell came out, all of that. Yeah. Where whereas Roxanne came out from behind in the, the tunnel behind in the elimination. So it wasn't the same entrance point as the shot that we saw in the midseason trailer. What I really, truly believe that shot that we saw in the midseason trailer is going to be when they bring back whatever ride or die is still sitting yeah. in this like redemption limbo hotel thing. And yeah. that's what I really think that moment is. Uh, I didn't remember yeah. it good enough by the time she came on. Yeah, yeah. I saw in the previews, but I could be wrong. You know, I could absolutely be wrong. I just at some point they have to bring Bring them back. Whoever. I mean, I know right now it's just Kenny, but, you know, it doesn't really look like Casey's going anywhere anytime soon. So somebody else is there, too, now, but getting ahead of myself. Yeah, we don't want to spoil the episode for anybody. You all definitely, (laughs) definitely watch it through our uh, through listening to our podcast. We know that. I do, you guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how I get all my information. On a couple of podcasts, they have had Kenny and he said the number of days he was in the hotel. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. Like the number of days until he was able to come back or the number of days until he went home. We don't really know, but. Right. Yeah. And and who knows how they're even going to play it out? Are they going to like rejoin in as teams yeah. before they go into right. a final? Or are yeah. they going to do it at the final? Like who fucking who knows? knows? Yeah. They, they they get a shot to come back, but if they don't get the come, the, the partner doesn't get to come back into the game. Does the other partner leave and they don't even get yeah. an elimination to get knocked out? Like yeah, they, they got us on the edge of a seat a little bit for the season. I'll give them that compared they to bloodline. And there's still that one moment where like TJ comes in to the house and basically says like, you don't have a ride or die and you need one to compete and blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's all shocked. So I don't really know how that plays out unless somebody from one of the two teams that's currently in play gets medically evac'd and then they have to remove the other person. Right. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how they end up doing that because if they remove somebody from the opposing team because somebody else got medically DQ'd, then they are already aware that the rider dies play a bigger part than they yeah. currently do. Yeah. 
my wheels are turning. Uh, yeah, over what's, here. what's in the midseason previews? After you said the medically evac yeah. thing, I'm like, oh, hmm. mm-hmm. and yeah. the midseason previews kind of hinted at someone getting medically DQ'd. I just thought that yeah. was Nani. Yeah. yeah, from that one daily. Oh yeah, me too. And I was like, thank God. But yeah, I know someone gets hurt, and I've been waiting for it this whole time. Like mm-hmm. I, every single episode, I'm like, is it going to happen now? Is it going to yeah. happen yeah. now? We know about that one too. I don't think Tony does though, because Tony doesn't do any kind of spoilers, and I don't think Corey does either. But I know which I one you're follow, talking about. I follow the person personally. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's a Nani gets hurt emotionally because I don't know if y'all know her mom passed away before the season. Did you anyway? Did you know that Corey Warren has kids? Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. So for the elimination, um, this elimination is called I Can See. And you are so the uh, Nani and um, Mariah Mariah. are harnessed up um, and they have to kind of like run, like crawl forward and it'll lift up like this weight. They'll expose a board that has a bunch of scrambled words on it. They got to unscramble the words and hit the buzzer to win. And TJ specifically says to hit the buzzer. So first and foremost, I think they had the wrong strategy, both of them, unless production told them they couldn't do it the other way. Because the first thing I would have done was go as far as I could to reveal the very top board and then work myself down. So I'm not exerting myself more at the end. I'm exerting myself at the beginning and doing less and less work as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had to do them in order just based on the way that they both tackled it. Because you'd think that one of them would have tried it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was also wondering about that. But I was thinking, where were their boards in location to each other? Like, could they see each other's board? No, I think they were. I think they were. I think they, they were, were back, like, to back, back to back to back. Is there a big board? Yeah, yeah. the big answer board with the slide um, that they had to lift up in the middle. I, oh, I yeah. think that was in the middle and their answer board was directly behind that, but it was smaller. So it, it couldn't be seen from the other side is what I'm thinking. My question is, I couldn't see like obviously from the rest of the people's vantage point, but I felt like the people on the sidelines could see their boards and no one was helping. And I appreciate no, they that, couldn't. but I don't know. They couldn't. I think that no, I think you're right. I think they could see it, but if they try to help one person, they're just helping the other person too. That's so true. what's That's you, true. like you don't really want yeah. to do that. This is one of those eliminations that you can't really help your friend without helping Which the other nice. person. So yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, nice. yeah. I just remember okay. that view of Anissa looking at Nani's board and they like I feel like they could see and they didn't, but I didn't yeah. think about that. That you're helping one, you helping both. Yeah, because the words were all the same. So was anybody else surprised at how well Mariah kept up and stayed neck and neck with Donnie? Because I was actually like super impressed by that. I, I, I honestly I expected Mariah to do pretty well with this. Um, I wasn't I wasn't super like shocked about it. Yeah, it was just kind of like but I did enjoy that it was a really close elimination. Like it wasn't like either one of them absolutely blew each other out of the water. Yeah. I expected them both to do good. And it was kind of like. I didn't really know who would win, you know, it, it's just one of those like one of those eliminations that's just kind of like a, a random, you know, like you can't really just like call it and be like this person's for sure going to win, like, right. you know, so I just thought Nani's experience would pay more dividend in it, I think. Nope. Yeah, well, it's kind of like so in Challenge USA, I'm not very familiar with Sudoku's, but I don't like people that know Sudoku's, they'd be like, oh, that Sudoku was easy. So this elimination, I'm not in that situation, right? Like elimination, you get it or you go home. But all the words I've got, as soon as I showed them on the screen, I got, yeah, I got them instantly Same. except allies because I didn't see the second L in the brief showing. But I was like, man, these words are 
cake guys super easy yeah oh same. see see i'm horrible at word scrambles oh, so it would have okay, taken okay. me a while to do it i'm just yeah. not my cup of tea yeah. tj telling his wife that thing like oh she's putting it on the board first and then de scrambling it's just like Dude, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because this is one of the things that fans are like apparently really upset about is that TJ like told Roxanne that Mariah's strategy was like a terrible strategy or whatever the way Mariah was doing it. It Um, I'm just like, who do you guys think TJ is? You never heard him talk shit before. Are you fucking new? So what is wrong with you? Like there was absolutely nothing wrong with TJ making that little comment to Roxanne. And if you are butthurt about that right now, I just I don't even know what to say to you. No. I got it's not nothing like he for yelled, you. Hey, Mariah, you, you suck. suck. Yeah. yeah, like what the fuck? And here's my thing. And maybe I was confused on this, but I thought he was telling Roxanne that the fact that Mariah grabbed all the letters and brought him over to the answer board instead of looking for each letter, how Nani was doing it and then bringing it over to the answer board yeah. because hers were covered in sand. Yes. And I heard her say on a few different things that because they were covered in sand, they weren't sticking the way right. they should. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's what I thought he was commenting on. I Not the fact that she had the letters on the board and then was trying Nani to was solving of, it at the board and she yeah. was solving it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so neck and neck. So her strategy obviously was decent enough. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, so they they get through these. Um, Nani starts yelling for check. Mariah starts screaming for check like literally half a second later. And TJ's yelling at Nani and yelling at Mariah to hit the buzzer like you have to hit the buzzer. Mariah flips over, hits the buzzer first. Nani hits it second. And lo and behold, Mariah had two letters switched on her word. I believe it was devotion. Yeah. She had two. She had the I and the O switched, and so she ended up losing this elimination after technically finishing first, hitting the buzzer first. Um, she loses the elimination, and Nani wins. So I don't know if they show it, but she had said on the official challenge podcast that she like accidentally swiped her her letters, and they had fallen off. So she was in a rush to put them back on, and when. She first spelled devotion. It was right. But Mm -hmm. after they had fallen down and she put them back up, she was in such a hurry because Nani was on the last word. Right. And so they got it misspelled. Yeah. Or she misspelled it. Uh, Yeah, it sucks. Honestly, it it was it it sucks because like it wasn't necessarily like I was rooting against Nani, but I really wanted to see Mariah win. I would have loved to see her win her first elimination and just be able to tell Fessy to go fuck himself you know, even more than she's already done this season, you know? So I was, and and I was starting to really like Mariah. I feel like she was starting to come out of her shell a little bit on the show. So I'm, I'm a little upset to see her go. Um, But you know, that's the way it goes. And I do think that I saw her have to do that word twice. And so uh, it just, it just sucks. It sucks to see her go. I'm happy for Nani. You know, it was obviously a good day for her to, to win. It was like her mom's birthday that whatever. I don't know if it was the exact same day or, you know, a day or two later or whatever, but you know, so good for her. Congratulations to Nani, but it, it just, it just, it sucked to see um, Mariah go, but really quick, this was the big thing that I wanted to address that I've been seeing just like going rampant throughout the like Facebook groups and, you know, spoiler pages and stuff is that 
I didn't get a chance, like I said at the beginning, to rewatch the full elimination. So I didn't get a chance to fully analyze this moment. But I want to get your guys' thoughts if you happen to notice anything. But people are upset because they said that TJ is was favoring Nani in the elimination yeah. because he told her hit to button. hit the buzzer, but wasn't telling Mariah that. Whereas the way I was looking at it, He's standing in the middle of the ring and he's just talking to both of them. She like, called for check first. And yeah, and Nani called for check first. So he yeah. turned and said, hit the buzzer, hit the buzzer. Like, you know, so I, I don't know. I, sorry, go ahead, Corey. I can't like I can't judge his intentions, but watching it, it definitely felt that way because it, it wasn't like he said it loud. Like, in my opinion, it wasn't like he said it loudly, like mm-hmm. hit the button. Like it looked like he was favoring Nani. I was like, oh, hit the button. And maybe he didn't mean that. I don't think he meant that. Like, I don't know. But watching it, I can see why people think that. For sure. But Mariah hit the button first. Yeah. Because she heard it. She heard him say that. But it, def- it definitely wasn't like a firm hit the button like type thing, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think he's also known Nani for fucking 10 years. And that plays a role in it, too. He's known Mariah for well, but weeks. But that's also what people are saying is that because of their history, he was favoring Nani in this elimination. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't agree with it, because if somebody if there's two people in front of me and I'm standing in the middle of both of them and one person yells check, I'm going to turn to them first and yeah, say whatever sure. I need to say. So, like, I, I just I feel like. Assuming that TJ, of all people, who has never his his integrity in this game has never been called into question. There have never been any issues. And then all of a sudden now all the fans are starting to call into question how like how he handled the elimination and whether or not he's playing favorites. And I just I don't think it's fair because he turned to the person who said it first. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I can see how people are saying that, but at the same time, I can't say if Mariah would have said check first, it would have been any different. Right. He would have yeah. turned her that way. Like it yeah. just, I don't know. Yeah. And, and it, it, regardless, it wouldn't matter because she had a misspelled word. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and here's the thing is, and it's a very small correction, but not all of the fans, some of the fans are saying this. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Some, not all. Um, but regardless of whatever conspiracy theory you want to throw out there, it wouldn't have mattered because Mariah didn't spell the word correctly. So she would have lost regardless. Exactly. So we're just not used to Nani winning elimination. So we got to find a conspiracy. (laughs) Got to find something. That's for real. Mm. Like (laughs) just saying, Um, but yeah. yeah. And then, so after the elimination and you know, they, they say their goodbyes, Casey runs down there and gives Nani a hug. Yeah. She's super happy to have her girlfriend back. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. Hooray. So we, we get to see <laughs> TJ telling them to get out of here. And then we get Mariah walking back in. Dude. And it, yeah. And I what saw it in heck? your notes, but like, Guys, this was the most unenthused I have ever seen any person yeah. who just got told that they still have a chance at a million dollars. She's like, oh, that's cool. Well, thank you. I'm <laughs> She's so stoked to see Fessy again. Yeah, because this is her way to the final. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh. She also said she could cry. Yeah. And TJ was like, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I just felt like it was a very awkward exchange between both of them. Not necessarily on yeah. her or on yeah. TJ, but combined. Yes. Like, it's just like... If you watch the show, how often has something like this happened? So she's just like, oh, you for real? Because TJ be fucking with people sometimes. TJ be fucking with people. Yeah, he does. He does. He be fucking with people. It was awkward in between both of them. 
Yeah, I do agree I mean, with that. Really, if you think that your way back into the game is the person who, out of all the finals they've run, came in last and DQ'd, I wouldn't exactly be thrilled either. Yeah, that's true. He's like, I gotta eat all the food in the final. All right, <laughs> fuck. I, how much y'all want to bet there is a there is a fucking food portion? Oh, the there's final. going to be. There's go. There there's gotta be. be. Well, I'm just saying. I feel like anytime they see Fessy on the lineup, they're like, food. Final. Well, there wasn't one Let's last year, right? So they're due. Yeah. Wasn't there one in Spy uh, Flies? I don't no. think not in the, so. Not in the final, I don't believe. No, no, it wasn't. But then again, he got DQ'd early, so maybe they made some so changes. Yeah, yeah. Delico, whatever. I mean, there was, a, there was an eating challenge. There's pizza. <laughs> yeah, no. So that pretty much wraps up this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, we get a little preview for TJ next week. TJ goes to the house next week. Yeah. Some, some, uh, doesn't, he, doesn't he tell him to like, like you have a... You have a daily now. Let's go. Isn't that what it is? If I'm remembering, like the pack your stuff. Or think, yeah, pack your shit. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't think they're gonna go anywhere because Buenum and Murray just paid a shit ton of money for that house. So <laughs> they're like, no, yeah. we're gonna get it all out of this one right, right here. Yeah. Pack your shit. We're going to the yard. Yeah. Gonna yeah. <laughs> be DJ saying, "Fessel, you're a piece of shit." Pack your bags. Pack yeah. your bags. Get the fuck out. Stop throwing <laughs> fucking drink glasses at the trips. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. So anyway. That wraps up the episode. With that being said, let's get do. into uh, MVPs. Yep. I was going to say you want to do MVPs. Um, Alexis, since you want to start, who were your MVPs? And if yeah. you have any honorable mentions. Um, so my MVP is for sure going to be Devin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he just like blew me away on the guidance he had from the sidelines. Yeah. And typically I wouldn't say that because I'm indifferent about Devin, but I mean, that was impressive. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, do I get more than one? I think he's probably my one. You get a guy, girl, and honorable mention if you want. Yeah, guy, girl, honorable mention. I'm gonna go with Casey for my MVP because nice. Yeah, I mean they really worked that and they caught them up. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. So yeah, she held on strong. And they really put in the work for that. Um, honorable mention. Um, honestly, my honorable mention is probably gonna be Chauncey because. I didn't really expect him to, not that I didn't expect him to fight so hard, but like I knew it was going to tear him up to yeah. have to put Amber in that situation because they've already kind of had that talk before and mm-hmm. he definitely could have thrown it or not had an incentive to win, but he didn't. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to be more of the same. I'll go uh, Devin for the guys. For his master commander, I'm actually going to go Amber <laughs> because I know it's not the same as numbers with her condition, but her and Horacio killed that puzzle. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And which you kind of always thought because of numbers, Amber is not good at those type of things. Mm-hmm. And um, my honorable mention is going to be Emily Strom because she would have held on to that platform, Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> hang on get the w oh yeah so just to spite Corey, um mvp for nani for taking the <laughs> win on the elimination yes and because it was like yes it was a very non-confrontational elimination but it was still an intense elimination yeah yep. and then for guys mvp would be chauncey for getting it done on the daily and going against pretty much every instinct that he had 
yeah. which was to try to right. save Bamber. And then honorable mentions, basically the reverse. I've got Casey and Devin um, for the same reasons that everybody else has said. Nice. I like it. Um, so my MVP is Devin. I just I can't argue how absolutely ridiculously impressive what he did was. Um, and then I'm also giving my female MVP to Bamber for the same reasons that Corey said uh, that just she absolutely killed it. Love the way she worked with Rossio. And I love the way she's handling the situation with Chauncey. She's not taking anything personal or expecting anything out of him. In fact, she wants him to have his own game, have his own name in this game. And so I really appreciate that. And then my honorable mentions are going to be Casey and Chauncey for all the same reasons you guys have already said. They absolutely killed that bungee daily or that bungee stage on the daily and um, definitely deserve a shout out for that. All right. What you got, babe? I'm, I'm going to break a little bit of the rules, but. Oh, God. So MVP is TJ because he gave us a competition that Bessie volunteered for that involved food and we got to see TJ laugh his ass off through that whole first portion yes. and that was the highlight of the show for me. TJ's laugh, I like yeah. that. So, and then my women's MVP is going to be Nani for winning it. Um, honorable mention obviously Devin for the absolute master and commander performance he put on and then for the women Amber, yeah, she the, what she did in that daily with Horacio, the interactions she had with Chauncey, it, she was the star of the episode without having to go into elimination. So right. props yeah. to her. So there yeah. we go. Love it. OK, last but not least, and we'll get through this quick. We've been yeah, slacking run through that. Yeah, I'm going to go through it quick. I'm kick back. We've been slacking on the fantasy. We weren't able to get the scores for week 13. So I'm going to give you guys the scores up to where we left off, which was week nine. Uh, all the way through week 12. So week 10 and 11 and 12. Yeah, three episodes. Um, Corey's, in, Corey's in first place. Let's not are you, you going to break each week down? Are you just going to give us No, I'm going to give now? you a total score from all three weeks, okay. but I'll give you what person on your team if you have more than one That's scored. fine. That's fine. Wow. I just, didn't, okay. I just was wondering if we were going through each week. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so uh, after week nine, um, the way the lead broke down was myself in first, Tony in second, Karina in third, Josh in fourth, Corey in fifth. Uh, after th- the weeks 10, or I'm sorry, week, mm-hmm. but 10, episode 11, 10, 11, 12, Devin and Tori had a combine of 46 confessional points. So that was 46 total points for Karina. Corey had a whopping 19 confessionals from Casey and Kenny. So Corey's Ooh. total for those three episodes is 19. Mm-hmm. Josh's team with just Fessy and Mariah got 45 total points over those three episodes. No. Um, myself with, I still have major my whole team. Bamber, Chauncey uh, got 36. Bananas Nani got 29. Horacio and Olivia got 23. So I had a total of 88. And then Tony's team of Jordan and Anissa got 35. And then Nelson and Norris got 48. So a total of 83. So the total score after episode 12, and I'll have a more updated next week, we're looking at myself in the lead with 299 points, Tony pretty close at 280, Karina still within striking distance at 227, Josh at 196, and Corey bringing up the rear at 162. About par for the course for Saints. Talk about Survivor. Talk about Survivor. Well, I do have to toot my own horn for a second in this facebook fantasy thing i'm in the top one percent and there's like 79k people in there nice kill it yeah awesome i've seen that group floating around and i've thought about like 
joining in on it. But then I'm like, oh my God, that then that's like a whole nother like fantasy team on top yeah. of the podcast and all the fantasy teams yeah. we do here. No. Plus like we do fantasy football, like, oh yes. No, he's obsessed with fantasy football. So I kind of like, yeah boycotted the, the fantasies but i had to do the i had to do that one your husband yeah. sounds like a great man yeah, he, does. <laughs> brings the world together. he is a great man and he won his league so that's great for me there you I go won, i won a couple leagues but uh that situation this week kind of impacted it but i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna yeah. be i'm not gonna be the bad guy in that situation i'm glad that man's doing better shout out to more yeah. hamlin yeah yes, that that's was wild. a big for one sure. yes I don't know if you saw it, but there was a football game. A guy got severely injured. Um, It's been in the IC. He died on the field. No, he didn't. No, he did. No, he did. did. CPR to bring his heartbeat back. Yeah. So what happened is he uh, went in for a tackle and he took a shoulder pad right to the chest and happened to hit him right. Like within three seconds, he just dropped. Yeah, Yeah, hit him perfectly and interrupted his heart's rhythm. And he got up dropped on the field his heart had completely stopped he they was not canceled breathing. the game like yeah. it was crazy they gave him cpr uh got him breathing back going breathing and not even i don't know if breathing too well but they got him back going. No, they got a pulse yeah, yeah they and then they got him to the hospital and since then he's uh, this happened on monday night since then um as of today he's had his breathing tube removed he's talking he facetimed with his team yeah um so yeah big shout to damar hamlin yeah um, yeah that yeah. was super crazy yeah that's that was crazy because like i said you know my experience with a uh, having a machine breathing for you that's not your best of best like you're no. not on the up and up and he powered through man that was crazy craziest thing i've ever seen never seen it in the history of sports yeah that was uh, absolutely wild. insane i'll send you a video later uh, yeah. it's happened before i showed karina it happened mm-hmm. in a hockey game um, oh yeah, but, uh, what's his name? I yeah, he took the puck right to the what's chest. His name? Same team. Do you remember I, his name? Not off top. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, that's a whole another fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out to uh, in prayers to uh, Demar Hamlin, his family. Yep. This is probably a very trying time for them to go oh, through. Yeah. Obviously, so, so terrible. Prayers out to them, and he makes a speedy recovery. Also, prayers to T. Higgins. It was a normal football play. You were just on yep. the opposite end of it. You didn't do nothing wrong, man. Yes. It's just, you're just other part of it. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, guys, that's all we have for tonight. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it for the episode. Thanks so much for having me. Dude, it was thank Thanks you so much on. for coming on. Yeah, no, I know absolutely. it's like I know you had to stay up like super late to join us. Um <laughs> you know, and it's <laughs> like okay. super yeah. late. It's like two, three AM there, but yeah, we really it's two forty seven. I haven't been up this late in a long time, but that's all right. It's <laughs> worth it. It also looks like you're very cold in your garage. With your jacket on. <laughs> okay, I, I got a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I sit in my but garage I'm a with a person. Yeah, I'm a loud person, and everybody in my house is obviously asleep at two o'clock in the morning. So yeah, yeah, no, no, we but, appreciate you staying up to hang out and hop on with us. I know that like you and I have talked about it a couple of times on like Instagram yeah. and stuff. So I'm super glad that we got to make it work and and you know that we were able to have you on this week and this was a good episode yeah. too like to it have you perfect. on so <laughs> it was perfect and, and it was my birthday week and rick's birthday week that's great yes and, and alexis i've been in my for a few weeks so yeah. you're very lucky that i came yeah. back because i'm awesome so right exactly say, and honest <laughs> and humble drop this in there i was really also hoping to see josh motherfucking chambers well uh, speaking of josh motherfucking chambers i just got a message from him he said he is 
he is very sorry that he couldn't make it, but he, right. you know, he sends his love. But with that being said, should we do outros? Yeah, I yep. mean, I, I don't really have anything else to add about the episode. I'm super looking forward to the rest of this season. What this is episode 13. So we've got probably another six, maybe seven episodes of of uh, actual like uh, game and final. And then we'll have a two part reunion. So we've still got quite a bit left. and. I don't I don't exactly know how I feel about that, though, but um, I just want an off season. Give us like three or four bit. weeks just with something. no show so we can just just something breathe a little That's bit. That's all I want. You don't want to recap challenge Australia? No, no. Thank you. <laughs> so they've seen an episode. They canceled it like they canceled it. Yeah, That's how bad that. it was. That would be but. like me recapping challenge Argentina if it was completely in Spanish and no translation. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but. Well, with that being said, for myself, Ricky, hey, oh my god, oh my intro matches the outro. At least in between you're was somewhat okay. Though, yeah, um, I told you it was an off night <laughs> because I got ten minutes since my birthday here. So it is. Um, with that being said, for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife Karina Hayes, Tony Stats and Info Lance, Corey, the fucking raging Cajun Viator. Alexis, thank you once again for joining <laughs> yes. us. And then, unfortunately, Josh motherfucking Chambers couldn't make it, but hopefully he's back <laughs> we next love week. Him. Yes, love to him, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you get a chance, rate us five stars. If not, we're kind of inclined to think you're hating on us, <laughs> so don't do that. Rate us five stars. Come follow us on IG. Come check out our previous episodes. Keep an eye out for our new episodes. Alexis knows what's coming. It's <laughs> it's a hot lineup. She gave the I know, thumbs she up. Got you some, couldn't see it, she but she gave the thumbs up. She got some insight tonight because we had to have a little mini team meeting before we started. I know, I'm pumped. Right? I'm looking forward to quite a few of those, actually. Heck yeah. Corey has no idea because he was late. I so. know, right? <laughs> she gave the kid NyQuil a little bit earlier. I was just going to hop on the bandwagon. You didn't have to call me out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. I'm excited, guys. <laughs> Once I tell you, you're going to be legit You'll be excited. <laughs> you know about yeah. half of them already, though, yeah, honestly. So. <laughs> um, but guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Alexis, thank you once again for joining yes. us. Hopefully you can join us again soon. Of course, um, yeah. And uh, for everybody else listening, be good to each other. Um, happy 2023. Love y'all. Later. Deuce, deuce. Bye. Bye.